Hey, y'all. Welcome to You Ain't Gotta Lie, Craig, a spin-off podcast of Who All Gonna Be There, part of Night Turner Project Media on Empire. Shout out to Melanie Stevens and her spin-off podcast, Who All In It, with Ariela Tai. Donate to relief program number four for Black, Indigenous, POC, Portland area artist support. Yeah. Donate. Uh, my name's Onyx, and... I'm a part of this podcast. I make art sometimes. Hi, I'm Ruben. I've been here several times and I really like it. And I guess I've been looking forward to this part of the Eva series because I feel like this next chapter, these next six episodes are my all-time favorite. They're like, I for me think it's the best. So I'm really excited for this next part. Yo, what's up, Maximiliano, Ava. Subscribe to be a Patreon of NTP. Tons of great perks uh, supporting us, duh. But also exclusive Patreon-only podcast episodes and our now legendary Patreon-exclusive long-running zine publication, Book of Sedition. NTP, we got an Etsy with all our publications and the newest one, Black Abbey. We got totes, buttons, advice, etc. Subscribe to us on iTunes and all streaming platforms and follow us at Nat Turner Project on the social medias. Got a question or a comment? Want to confess your love of Ruben Maximiliano or me, all three. Want to say who's the Ray, Osaka, and Shinji of us? Oh, I want to know that one though. <laughs> Email us at natturnerproject0 at gmail.com because without the zero, it goes to some white lady on the East Coast. Word. Yo, that's what's up. Um, this is our sixth episode of our Neon Genesis Evangelion arc. And today we are going to discuss episodes 19 through 24. I'm so excited. Without further ado, let's get it. Let's do it. Okay, Ava Heads, lift off. Lift, lift off. Eva Shogoki, lift off. Episode 19, A Man's Battle. Distraught after the battle, Chinji bows to never pilot an Ava again and quits Nerf once more. Just as he's about to leave, another angel attacks. Yes, thank you for the intro, Ruben. So this episode starts, you know, so right at the end of episode 18, 
is when Shinji uh, destroys Koji's uh, Ava plug. Ryan realizes it's uh, Toji for like the re- refresher. So this episode starts with an angry Shinji in his Ava post fight with Toji. Um, Gindo obviously gives no fucks. Um, LC like like increases the LCL of the plug, and that makes like Shinji pass out. Um, and then we see the gruesome aftermath of the battle, like in the city, um, blood, body parts, or Ava parts. Um, we see Rusuko and uh, Masato in the wreckage of the fight. Shinji's in the hospital again. Um, we see a, we have a talk between Ray and Asuka. Um, Asuka asks Ray if she knows what dreams even are, um, which is an interesting question. Does Ray dream? Um, and then, yeah, we see Toji and Shinji both in the hospital. And then this is, like, I think Ruben had mentioned uh, the scene on some previous episode. We do see uh, Toji in the train with Shinji and Rei. Um, Shinji and Rei are talking. Um, and this is, like, you know, it's interesting because I feel like throughout the series, I feel like the thing that Shinji talks to people the most about is, like, trying to find out more about, like, what his dad's like. You know, he's always asking people, like, you know my dad, what's my dad like? Um, so he's doing that um, to Ray, asking to understand his father. Um, Shinji says he just always runs away from things. The class rep visits uh, Toji um, at the hospital. Uh, Toji seems well. Uh, Shinji seems like he's in jail, handcuffed. Um, Gendo kicks Shinji out of nerve. Um, cold aft, right? Because, like, um, Shinji's Ava, like, went berserk, right? That's how he defeated uh Toji's Ava, so now everybody's, like, scared of it. Maybe, like, Gendo's not scared of it. That's what he wanted. But, um, like, Sile, I think, made Gendo, like, lock Shinji down, right? Um, Masato takes Shinji to the train station. Um, asks, why is a Toji even a pilot? Uh, this is a quiet episode. I feel like um, they do this throughout the series, but you always hear, the, like, the really loud bug sounds. I feel like the loudest sounds. Cicadas? Yeah. Cicada, cicada. Um, are always, like, bug sounds. Chicharras, like we call it in Spanish. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're like, I don't know where they're like, where, where they're supposed to show up, but where I'm from, uh, they appear during the summers. And I know that uh, Tokyo is like, in a, I know the world, I think it's like stuck in eternal spring. Um, maybe, and I don't know, I just or like, like a it, eternal summer. I think it's like a whole is hot and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Like seasons. And I always like, I know the cicadas are like a big, big big thing in anime they're always like there and i feel like it's really nice that in ava there's like an actual reason why they're there it's because they're like always there's no cycle for them they're always like like always buzzing um yeah i just wanted to say that yeah i think that's an interesting point because like with through these uh, like six episodes we do talk a lot about like the lack of seasons or like how things change like post um second impact but it's interesting to think like what that would mean for like the ecosystem right like this idea that cicadas being seasonal all of a sudden they're probably like overproducing now and like overpopulating and the amount of cicadas that exist in the world is like way more than would have been during the seasons don't they like shed weird too and like they leave like a they leave like a body behind like a copy of they like come out and they leave them like stuck in the in the tree like i remember i used to collect those Ooh, doesn't mean they're like oh like what are trees in japan like then 
Like, oh my god, they're like full of those things. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> it's like the same way when the when the Ava gets all gross and becomes an angel, the purple goo. Oof, we're getting to that one. Oh, this is not there yet in my head. No, no, it's fine. I'm just saying, like, it's good. Like, oh, these are, these are feel are like the most bodily episodes. I think, like, with the Avas, it's like, yeah, it's just like like we just went through like a mutilation, like a complete dismemberment uh, of an Ava, and then like some weird things start to happen. Uh, keep us going, Mighty. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shinji says he won't pilot again as he leaves. And then so Shinji's leaving and then Angel attack. Um, so an Angel attacks, Nerve sends out a 0-2 Asuka, who has a lot to prove. Um, Ray's in zero one at first, but then it seems like Ray can't sync with zero one anymore. Like it seems like whatever that thing that like brought them together, like potentially stops them from syncing. That's my guess, but it's a question like why. Um, and then of course the line, even if I die, I can be replaced. Um, and then Oscar fights the angel alone. This is the angel that has like ribbon like arms that turn into like steel cutting devices. Um, cuts off the arms of Zero Two. Oscar loses it. I think her like sensors are still connected, so she feels like that pain of the arms being cut off. Um, and then Nerve she like, tries. brushes it. Yeah, Nerve tries to send Zero One out with the Ray dummy plug, but that doesn't work. And then um, Shinji watches the battle, <laughs> and then then he sees Kaji chill as fuck, just like uh, also watching the battle. Um, Kaji always so cool. Um, Kaji talks about the third impact for the first time. I think it was the first time we hear the term third impact, maybe. Um, still thinking it's this is what I wonder because he makes it seem like he thinks it's Adam, but then he says something in one of his like last episodes that makes it seem like he knows that it's not Adam. Um, but we'll get there, I guess, when we talk about it. Then, um, Ray in unit zero with one arm, um, sacrifices herself to destroy the angel. Um, Ray 2 dies. That's what I thought, but I think um, that's from a later episode, but when I was writing this, I, that's what I thought. Um, oh, okay. Then Shinji runs back to nerves, begs to pilot Zero One. Shinji finally gets a little bass in his voice and uh, claims Zero One, who finally like, has a little desire and a little gusto for it. Um, zero, Unit Zero, Unit Two are destroyed. The angel still coming. Um... A last minute, zero one saves the day. Zero one fights the angel with one arm, because right, zero one's missing an arm, I guess, too. Um, before, um, it's like ejected into the city to fight. Then, um, it, then it loses all power, starts getting fucked up by the angel. Shinji crying, begging zero one to move. Um, then there's like these shots of like dripping water that I feel like um, echo throughout several of these episodes. And then um, potentially, I think like is that his mom. And then um, Zero One comes back 400% sync rate. Um, and then Rusuko says, she's awake. She specifically. Zero One takes, oh yeah, this part's fucking sick. Zero, like, Zero One takes uh, the arm from the angel, shoves it onto uh, her own arm. It m- merges and regrows all that like bubbly organic stuff that they do. Um, it gets on all fours. And goes in fucking beast mode. 
Zero One eats the angel. Everyone is shocked, grossed out. And then we then we hear the restraints of the Avar breaking. Liberation of Zero One. What does it all mean? Um, I don't know where everyone wants to start, but I feel um, like I one of my favorite scenes in this episode is that um, little conversation between Kaji and Shinji about what someone can do in any situation. And like before all of that, like Shinji run away, he's no longer wanted to pilot the Yeva. He's like banned from Nerf and like all these things. And he eventually goes into the refuge, like to the shelter. And it's when the angel like cuts off the arms of Asuka and then Asuka bull rushes the angel and the angel cuts the head of Asuka and goes flying off, like smashes into the shelter. And then like, that's how Shinji knows like, oh my God, shit is going bad. Like the robot got decapitated. So that's when he goes out and when he encounters Kaji and this beautiful image where Kaji's like watering the watermelons. And then you see like uh, the torso and legs and the umbilical cable from... Eva Unit 2 in the distance and they're like this battle going over there and this guy just like watering these watermelons um, and I think there's something really nice about the character where we don't know anything about him but like every time we see like a little bit of Kaji it's like you get to know him a lot um, and I think this part of um, him telling Chinji is like well um, in these circumstances like this is the only thing I can do like I can't stop those things but you can, you know, it's like, I think it's for the first time Shinji like feels the responsibility of like being capable of doing these things and like wielding this power. And then he's like, Oh shit, if I'm, I can, I can change this. Right. Um, and I think it's one of those moments where Shinji like actually thinks good about himself. It's like, Oh, I can do this. I can like, uh, I can make a difference. I can like make a choice. I can have agency. Um, because throughout the whole series, I think we've just seen Shinji being uh, just forced to live out traumatic event after traumatic event, being forced into pilot this thing. Uh, and then like now him choosing to do it, I think is like such a good, um, such a really shift in the character. But due to the consequences of what happened next, I think makes him even regret it everything more you know um so i don't know who wants to take it from here or say something like i have very specific things to say about like the fight between the angel and eva unit one uh and like the actions that happen everything all the revelations all these things that are just happening like boop, 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 like left and right and you're like wait what wait what and we are i feel like in this moment we're at the same level of knowledge as misato right we know like we are with her and i feel like this is the moment in this series when um the the it's no longer like we're we're like seeing everything through Chinji's eyes i feel like now this is when that transition happened when eva evangelion goes from like focusing on like the pilots and all these things into like fully on the pers through seeing everything through the perspective of misato and like the, the things that she know and we know as an audience and we both share I agree with that. 
Yeah, there's so many. Um, I feel like with these these few episodes, um, yeah, I think every episode like reveals like answers that were like set up questions throughout the show, but then even like in the previous episodes, I feel like some of the things that like I wondered after watching this show, I feel like the next few episodes like you know fill in more so it's like hard to like be like oh yeah like i wonder what that is because like now i'm like oh yeah like i understand um more of it so it's more like when i get you know when we get to uh like koaru and like post koaru where it's like all these information we have right because i feel like after these episodes we have so much more information than we do at the end of this episode um but yeah it's still like i think it's still the wild or the wild fight um this idea, right, because I think it it already plays into that, like, the sameness, right, the sameness of there must be some, like, cross, um, what's the word, between, like, two technologies that you can use together, like a... Um, Fusion? No, you know, it's like, oh, this is, like, cross-platform, or, like, it, it, like, works on all these different softwares or technologies or whatever. It's like cross compatibility or something like that. That's like oh yeah, that, yeah. between that, like, the, the angel and the Ava. right the angel and the Ava tech was like that was instantly compatible or whatever, right? Um, and then because I mean I, I can't get into because it, it's a different episode, but there's like definitely like that scene where the arm grows. It reminds me of like there's this later scene in a different episode that's like it's so instantaneous too, and it's like as far as like this, it's so ready for life, so like fertile, so like verdant of like potential you think like it really is restrained it seems like it could be so much more expansive this kind of like whatever they're dealing with the energy the powers of the avas i think that the yeah the it freaked me out when i first watched it if i remember right and then like i say it's kind of become like uh, you know how uh, if you poke yourself somewhere like when you touch like a bruise and you can't stop touching it kind of thing and it's like it hurts but like you still want to it's like that's kind of like what this scene does for like specifically the end fight scene especially where the the beast mode like freaks me out but also like just makes me like feel like because the, the, it's so close like Ava's are so close to humanity I think like this series of episodes that we're talking about like just constantly reminds me how much it's like this thing where it's like a magnification but then a not and then of like people and like how and then I just started realizing like other plays into it this other round I just went through watching it again uh and like how the words like play into it and 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 the symbology that like was placed I don't know it's it kind of drives me crazy a little bit in like the best way where I just kind of get more and more obsessive every time I watch it because there's oh yeah there's always something new to like see or look at or to notice and like even then it's like you're just building more and more on the lore and it's like wow and then it makes me want to like be, like I remember started like looking up like what an Ava looks like without all the armor on like what people have like drawn to like make it look similar and like to see like a human like form but then it's like got the weird eyes and like the alien face I'm like whoa like that's like what if we did that you know just weird it's like it feels cool but bad at the same time yeah it's I like oh I'm sorry I I really like what Max said about like the Ava being so ready for life and like doing this thing where like grabs a part of the angel and yeah i mean they are like they are siblings they're like cousins if you want to think about it right they're like i feel like uh lilith and adam come from like the same place but they're like different 
there's they they come from like the same tree but they're like different fruits right that's basically what they are one is fruit of knowledge fruit of life um but like i love that compatibility and i feel like uh so the fight starts and and i just love um again i feel now we saw the brutality of the eva in the last episode when it was ripping like the eva unit four to shreds and then now we see it like wield by chinji and i just i just i think it's one of those moments where you're for the first time like rooting out for him because i don't remember being like yeah shinji you do it ever um ever like i started thinking and i think uh that changes in the first rebuild movie because something changes in the rebuild movie we'll get there when we'll get there so uh, i feel like i start feeling for shinji and you just see like shinji like oh my god i got one minute to kill this thing right and he's just like giving it his all grabs it because there's that scene where the angel is like breaks through it's like inside the geo front and it's like staring at misato to the face like hi i'm gonna kill you and misato's like oh my god this is it this is it and just like from the right side of the screen just like ava you know what comes in like just like hits him in the face pushes away pushes it on the ramp and misato and shinji's just like misato and misato immediately you know ramp or whatever i don't remember and they go out shoot it out into the geo front they start fighting and it's like Shinji's like giving it his all, like loses the arm and like everything. And he's like so close to beating it. And then you remember like that super hard cut to like when the alarm for like battery out starts and you're like, oh shit. And you just feel like hit so hard. And then like Shinji's like wanted it to move, 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 move. And the angel just like slowly. Um, actually, that's another part of the, that scene is when the angel shoots the laser. Uh, into the Ava one after the battery ran out and we see the core, right? And that's again to that thing about Max's compatibility where Misato, I don't think ever seen it. And then she's like, wait, why does the Ava have like an angel core? Like she doesn't even know. She's like operations. She's like chief of operations. She doesn't know anything about it. And that's when we start seeing like the correlation between the two um, beings. Eventually, uh, Shinji goes into beast mode um, and starts this crazy uh, fight. It's not even a fight, um, but I like the animal aspect of the of the Ava, where he like grabs it really close and is like, I remember like you know the horn from the helmet. It's inside the socket of this, or what would be like the skull of the angel. And he's just like growling at it and then like kicks him off, rips up the thing, puts it to his arm and like regenerates. And it starts, and that's where the Ava like awakens. It goes like, it, it, I think it says like, um, I think that's what Ritsuko says, right? It's just like, she's awakened, like she's no longer held by our bounds. The armor is not really an armor, but those are like, li like limitations on the being is like for us to control it because its power is like um for it is like unstoppable you know it's like they are self-sufficient they don't need energy or eating or anything they just create their all their own energy um and then when it starts breaking its bonds 
that's when the most um, terrifying uh, scene in all the series starts to happen. And like the Ava just drops in all fours and you just see it from this shot that's like low angle pointing up, like moving through the, through the forest as the Ava is walking in all four growling. And you see like, for the first time, you no longer see like, you don't see the white eyes kind of like Batman, right? Like the animated series, you know how he always has like those little white eyes that move. Now you have like pupils, they're green and they're like round. Um, and you see like this giant hand, like human hand and like crawling and then starts like this cannibal scene, which ever since then I've been so like interested in like cannibalism, not in like, Oh, I want to try it. But like the act of doing it, I feel like there's so much around it as in like um, how and why would we ever consider to eat one of our own. Right. And And it could be, like, any reason. I don't think it's bad, right? I don't think, like, cannibalism is, is bad. Like, if the person that's dead wanted to be eaten, yeah, sure. Like, maybe it's part of, like, uh, a tradition or something. But I'm, like, always – I was mesmerized by the um, the act of it. And it's not like I've ever – I've never heard about it, but it was the first time that I saw it very uh, graphically. Uh, and I, ever since then, I've always had this like questioning about like, uh, cannibalism and it started like this kind of like these two beasts just like eating at each other. That's always interested me. I mean, maybe not to the cannibalist extent, but like that scene specifically and like how they talk about incorporating like the S2 drive. <laughs> which like I associate drive more with like technology. I don't know what they might mean by it now, like kind of like deeply analyzing it, but like the kind of like organic, like, you know, animalistic, like very base level, like way of like to consume something as like a way of incorporating a drive. Like, I don't know if they're using like a, like a, a just like a more medical, I guess, or like approach to it because it is like a military-esque kind of organization, but it's just, it's so... Like, so then how do other, it makes me question, like, how other S2 drives were incorporated into the other Avas or, like, the weird big-lipped Avas at the end. The Ava series. But, yeah, like, I think that is why, like, I was so into, like, cannibalism. is like, wow, so the Ava gain, like, uh, it's autonomy, right? It's no longer bound to humanity. It's a complete being. And I was like, wow, what would, what would cannibalism give me, right? What would I eat? And what in this act of consumption, what is transformed of me? And that is like what I took away from it. Eternal life within Christianity. <clears throat> Wait, say more about me, that. Eat of me and you shall live forever. Right? That's what Jesus promised us. Drink of me and you shall live forever. What do you have to say, Mighty? I said it. I just said the things. Can you not hear me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I feel like you said all this stuff well. Um, but yeah, cannibalism. But yeah, cannibal. I think about cannibalism too, like in, you know, within regard to like Christianity. Um, as Jesus, why we consume Jesus' body all the time. 
to get his yeah. power. Wait, what were Jesus's powers? Like healing people? Um, no, the, the access to um, paradise and heaven. Oh. And, and uh, healing our sins. Apparently, I defer on this with my Protestant raising, but uh, we believe that we do take on, or we, Protestant, the Protestant church, I was a part of the four score ones. We actually, they thought that once you did partake and do all the Jesus stuff that you like, you do get his power. So like being able to heal people, prophesying, speaking in tongues. Like I, I'll talk about you, talk about this with you, Max, at one point, I think, right? Yeah. It's weird, but. I don't know, because then it's, yeah, the consumption, consumption and then becoming, and yeah, and Jesus, I don't know, I think also watching this conglomeration, and I think the next episode, I would talk about this more, maybe, but the kind of, like, weird seductive nature, too, of the angels, like, as it has, like, it kind of shifts to that, like, the more brain interaction stuff, where it is much more, I didn't, it kind of, it's, it hit me more this round, just to see, like, how much it was kind of, like, a weird, like, power trip but like through like this yeah I don't know femme fatale kind of thing like I maybe it's just because it is Shinji maybe it's because like it is like a, a like shonen series or whatever but like it's just so much like a they they use a lot of weird seductive tactics that makes me feel uncomfortable now that I'm I watched it again like a weird discomfort I don't know yeah wait like what is it the next episode? We have to go. You know, we can't can't be. Jumping. Oh, okay. Because it, it's it's. I'm thinking of very specific imagery. They're talking about where like um, oh. all the female characters are naked for Shinji. There's that one, and then there's like. Oh, a- that's the next episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, where did that happen in this one? <laughs> I think like one thing. One of the things that I missed saying or I forgot to say is like I think I was so scared of the Ava going on all fours. <laughs> Because it's, I think it's when it looks its most human throughout the whole series. And it's this mo- I think there's that shot where like the Ava is eating the thing and then like he hear, like the Ava hears a sound and like looks to the back and like, and then like goes back into eating. And it's like, it's almost like this in between like human animal or like this part of us that. Because I don't know, have you ever gotten in touch with that like beast part of yourself? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. I feel like it's come like I don't know. Is this gonna? I don't think this is gonna be in the thing, right? We're waiting for Onyx. Like it for could me, be like, if you say if you say something good, we'll keep it in. Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like <laughs> there's like that. I feel like that sort of like bestial energy. I can feel it sometimes, like during sex, and. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I say, like, is this thing going on? So that's why I wanted to say. But yeah, like that thing, just like it, rem- because I feel is the first time that Asaliyeva is like human, like and like us, or like maybe us coming from it. And it was like, oh my god, we come from that. That was like what I thought was scary. Welcome back, Onyx. Hey. Welcome. I like the last part of that statement. I feel like I would have enjoyed the beginning as well. I was just saying that I was scared. Uh, like the reason I always like I never thought about it like as a kid when I first saw it, but eventually I was like I think I was scared of the Ava 
like going berserk and like livering in itself. And then you seeing like, oh, it has like a humanoid body, it has hands. And then like the breathing and everything, I think is the, the one time that the Ava looks, it's more human. Like it can see like parts of us in it. And I was like, oh, that's scary. Wait, what breathing? Like the part where it's on the all fours part? Yeah. And just like. <sighs> oh, see, I took that to me. You know what that reminds me of the most is like when a cat's about to throw up, but like in the scary way, you know, where like it's that that weird, like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't see people like it's a lot of it was so it was so much body and like the way that like the 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 Ava like was with the back legs too, because almost like just like it very animal very very like yeah raw just very felt like yeah i felt like i was gonna die a little bit it could eat me and it probably wouldn't blink about it it'd be chill and i'm actually that's my biggest fear it's is cannibalism i i fear being eaten i do not like it i feel like you partake of somebody's soul if you eat their flesh which is part of the idea right yeah i think so I know, but like, I'm not trying, like, I, I'm a lot, like, I'm, I'm functioning with a lot here in this body. Like, I don't know if I could take on like a whole other part of like other people's crap, you know, like, you know, best, it's good crap, but it's just, I don't, I don't need that. I don't want, and I don't want people, I don't want to know that people will eat me. Like if I'm about, like, if I get stranded, I would much rather just like, like, die somehow first and then like not have like realize anybody will eat me i don't want to know that i'm about to be eaten and that's how i'm going to die i think you brought up something really really cool that um when you said like i don't want to bring anyone into me and i think this by the by the end of the end right of eva is that we were all one at some moment so it's not like you're eating someone else it's like you're work- welcoming another part of yourself in right so it's like you're becoming more whole, basically. Like there's a wholeness to like eating someone and like it's no longer just me. Like another part of myself has now come home. Like it's, we've rejoined, right? Would you feel that way if it was the other way around? Because you're talking about eating somebody, but would you feel like we're coming home if you were the person being eaten? If I'm alive, no. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm coming home, but it's hurting. But if I'm dead, I'll be like, yeah, that's that's what I actually think. Like we've been splintered off into so many little things. As you know, like when I don't know if you know, but like Max and Onyx know that I'm like a border artist, and I feel like uh, I've been having these thoughts about borders are just multiplication. It's just border multiplicates. It's like border is mitosis right like in order for these things to be a thing it needs to be like spread and separate itself and reproduce itself so kind of like how the membrane of a cell uh starts as one and then splits and splits and splits and splits um that's how i like to interpret uh like our souls right kind of like we are being splintered and splintered it's not like our soul is a totality of us, but of a other oneness, right? Yeah. Sweet. That's good stuff, y'all. Like um, a little bit, but yeah, sorry, we can, we can move. No, what did you say? What are you saying? Something? Yeah, what do you say? I just, I think that idea, like it, it's like a, 
it scares me. That's exactly what I said, but it does make me think a little bit on it longer. I don't know. Cause I do like the splintering idea. And, and, and you know, obviously, like I, I've said before many times, I am like pro goo, you know, I'd much rather kind of just like goo with everybody rather than continue to like have to have my AT fields up, you know, but would I be team seal in that sense then? No, I'm not team seal. I'm team nerve. Like, always misato right you know shinji gotta root for i don't not trying to divulge too much but that oneness is like both terrifying and enticing at the same time which then goes back to what i was saying before about how it's like kind of weird how the angels are continuously and trying to entice in the same way that it's like a seduction or like yeah like a sexual like kind of replication of like come become oneness with me like be with me and then like loving yourself it's not the only one that represents loving yourself was Ray. Otherwise, everybody else had like mommy issues for real. I mean, Ray was the mommy, you know. Well, is Lilith a mom? Yeah, she's Our like the mom of hum- humanity. No, and, like, is she a mom or like is she just the, like you know what's the difference between like a mom and a creator? The mom, mom kind of nurtures. feels responsible. Yeah. So. But so is Lilith that? Is Lilith, did Lilith really, did she really? Like, was, was Earth good before Adam came and mucked it up when he got awoken from his egg? Like, or is that, was, you know, are humans in, humans inherently bad? Bum, bum, bum. No, because I don't think bad exists. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of questions there, too. <laughs> And we're in um, pe- episode one of this episode. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right. All Let's. Right. Um... Oh, it's me too, huh? Yeah, you go, Onyx. All right, episode 20, uh, titled Of the Shapes of Hearts and Humans. After achieving an unheard of synchronization rate, Shinji merges with Unit 01. While he has an out-of-body experience, Nerve works to salvage him. More like a non-body experience. Um, thank you for that intro, Onyx. Ava, um, so we start, right, uh, the episode starts, Ava can't have an S2 drive, as stated, um, then we still, we touched on a little earlier, what is the S2 drive? Is it some technology? Is it a power source? Is it more than that? Is it, like, the CPU? Is it, what is it? Um, then, yeah, Celia seems really upset about what happened. And then, so, like, I feel like I've asked some of these questions earlier, like, about, like, how much does, like, CLA know about what Gendo's doing? But these, like, later episodes started, like, filling me in that they were fucking completely taken by uh, Gendo, which, again, makes me think that they were dumb, that they ever thought Gendo was going to be on the up and up. Um, But we'll get there. Um, So then we see a series of, like, days, right? So it says first day. And then we see uh, rebuilding nerve right after the angel attack. Um, we they're using the secondary command center, so there's no magi. They're doing a uh, tests on units of one. Um, it's dormant. The S two drives inactive. It's all bandaged up. Me, me. I always thought that image looked so amazing, but then you think about it, and it's kind of stupid. It's like who's gonna put those giant ass bandages on the giant? <laughs> robot you know it's like okay we're gonna put like this giant bandage over you which i think it's like it looks really cool but 
I thinking about it is like it's kind of stupid. I just laughed now that I see it. Um, and that terrifying expression where it's like the fish eye, the Ava doesn't have eyes in the front, but it has it on the on the sides. And it's just like with the teeth out, I think it's just kind of like a little bit terrifying. Yeah, I think I think the um wraps look cool. I don't think it's ridiculous that they would have put that on if it's like uh if it's like bandaging, right? If Ava's are humans. Um, it seems like they probably have that. They probably have some systems set up. They literally have an entire headquarters built to store these giants. Um, so I'm sure they have big gauze and uh, <laughs> medical tape. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, okay. It's like, I, they probably I know used it's... it before. They probably, like, there's been other times where, like, they've had, uh, I'm sure they needed to use it for certain Ava parts or something. Yeah, but... I don't doubt it. It's just, like, it's funny to have, like, these giant bandages put around like it was a person i think it would be like they would look very different i guess i don't know it's just like it's just it's a great image like i love it it's yeah just like, for me now it becomes like, like a little bit of funny i think too it makes me think more recently because of like the all the the weekend's current um obray that makes me think of like plastic surgery so yeah um they also have like a bath for it though like the you know how like ray in her like when her soup when they just kind of like, why I I wonder why they wouldn't use a tube or something to like do like the weird you know like the people in the tube thing for healing. Oh, like why wouldn't they put the Ava in a whole tube? Because they kind of do that when when they go to launch the Ava or like <clears throat> put Shinji in. They have that bath. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the first uh, the first episode where we see the arm of Unit Zero, and it's like doing something in there too because they're doing testing. Remember, and like they're on the, sh- the elevator, and we see it in the bath as well. I don't know. I like I like the bandages, but I don't I, I don't think I can look at it the same now that you said that, Ruben. I just think it's funny. Like we're gonna bandage it and just have like this. It reminds me of that scene of like spaceballs when they're like we're coming to this. We're com we're combing. Fuck. We're com combing combing. We're combing the desert, right? We're uh, because that's a phrase to like search for a thing and then cut to the desert and there's a giant comb as they go through the desert and it, it kind of reminded me of that it's like we're bandaging the Ava and they have like like six people pushing like the bandages over its face I know I'm just killing the mood but it's just for me it's uh it was funny now now it became funny when it originally was always terrifying and like super cool and they're like I remember that scene and every Misato at that moment is like, we don't even know what these things are. Like, what are we working with? What are these things? And I'm here talking about the fucking bandages and the robot. Sile talks about a bell to ring. (laughs) (laughs) What? Nothing. To warn of Gendo is Kaji the bell. Um, so yeah, is Kaji still working for Sile? Um, then, then we find out Shinji has vanished, and that goes back to the four hundred percent sync rate. Is the only way that he possibly reached that was by um, becoming the LCO because we don't know at what point this happens, right? At what point Shinji vanishes? They just like realize it at some point. Oh, Misato gets upset. She yells out, "Right, what is an Ava?" Um, a human will plus Ava. Um, second day, 
Ray wakes up in the hospital. I'm still alive. Uh, he seems disappointed. Um, we see Asuka at the apartment, pissed off, of course, because Shinji stole the show. Um, and then we see Third Day trying to find out. They're trying to find out how to get Shinji back. Um, LCL, somebody calls the LCL seawater from Earth's antiquity, the primordial ocean, right? Um, the ocean through which single-celled organs, um, as Ruben said earlier, mitosisized into multi-celled organisms, and then we crawled from the ocean. Um, reconstructs Shinji's physical body. Um, what the fuck is going on? We hear Shinji's voice, but no body. And then we start, we get like a Shinji poem, this little Shinji monologue that kind of reminds me of Ray's scene um, from the previous uh, episode. Not like the most recent one, but from a previous one. Um, LCL versus people. Um, why do angels fight? You know, we start, I think this is to kind of Onyx's point, we start kind of going into like, what is the psyche of the angels? I think we start shipping at that more. Like, why are they fighting? Um, or why, why do, why should he fight the angels? I guess is what Shinji is wondering. Like, he doesn't need a raisin. He should fight all enemies and angels are his enemies because somebody else told him angels were the enemy. Right. Uh, so we get a bunch of Shinji visions and memories. Um, he starts to blame Ray for why he doesn't get attention from Gendo, but it seems like a lot of people blame Ray for not getting attention from Gendo. Um, but we'll get to that too. Um, and blames Gendo from everything, which I mean, I don't think he's wrong. Um, then we get 30th day. So now he's been in there a while, right? It's almost a month. Um, Akagi talking about data of someone getting sucked up in an Ava. So we think like that's talking about Shinji's mom, but it's still, um, that hasn't become clear yet. And then again, we get more water drops, water imagery. Um, and then Shinji talks about fighting and winning, fighting and winning. Um, and then, so his reasoning becomes like, so people will like me. It's like, oh, why should I do what people want? Why should I fight angels? He's like, oh, people want me to fight angels. So that's why I should fight them because then people will like me. Right. Um, so he decides that it's a reason to fight angels is to get praise from people. Um, then we get that like line vision, you know, there's like shots where it's just like the black screen and the moving white line. Um, someone please be kind to me. Um, and then, yeah, this is a scene we're kind of talking about like there's a, a naked Masato, a naked Asuka, um, want to be one with me, body and soul. And then a naked Ray, something that feels really good. Um, all three of them at once. LCL, it seems like, yeah, the LCL is trying to get Shinji to completely live physical form. I'm wondering, is that the LCL, is that Shinji's mom? Is Shinji's mom being like, come to me? Um, then we have Nerva Akagi continues to try to bring Shinji back. Um, so is it his mom trying to have him join him or keep him there? Um, and then LCL spills from the plug. And then we get a scene of Shinji on the train talking to a little boy, which I assume is a young Shinji. And then Misato crying over the empty Shinji shoot. Um, Shinji mentions his mom, the smell of his mom. There's this like breastfeeding shot. Um, all other women are mom stand-ins as he like trying to find that feeling with like Misato, Asuka, Rei, um, all these shots that we've been seeing. Um, the water drip. Uh, then also this, we hear this fact that Ray would have been the name of Shinji had Shinji been born a girl, which I think is interesting. 
And then, um, yeah, so there's a bunch of visuals. Let's talk about this uh, Shinji vision, LCL, um, the things he sees, the things he says. Um, I don't know, Onyx, you want to take it? Wow. Um, I, I want to know, because uh, did you make a face about, or you said no, you shook your head at if it's Shinji's mom or not. Oh, like I always interpret, uh, it's a combination of him merging with the Ava and like, because I think for the first time his consciousness or like his idea of self is bodiless. So he's, he's like, I feel like, Imagine you're like in a bad trip for 33 days. Like that's gonna like, because I remember like as the days went on, like uh, things got more intense, right? But I feel like there's moments when it cuts from Shinji's bad, I don't think it's a bad trip, but from Shinji's bodiless experience into uh, Ritsuko and the team, you know, like inputting all these codes and like working in stuff uh, and like trying to like, um, force the self to reform that's what it's trying to do and i think it's a combination of all these factors of these outside people like sending in all these uh inputs that will make shinji question itself so it reforms itself and also that uh shinji's soul is there and then like shinji's body is kind of like lost in there and like all these things um so i'm like I always thought it was like a combination of all these factors which made Shinji like lose his shit. But one of, of all the techno babble from this show, I think this from this episode is my favorite techno babble of the show because they use shit like um, that the Strudel line is bordering on psychosis. And I was like, wait, what? So they have like all these psychological terms and they're using them. Uh, through like the use of technology is like oh we're going to like send an impulse for the ego to reform and like oh no the ego is going on a spiral and it starts like going it's like <coughs> the techno babble in this one is just like fascinating I love it I like all the techno babble it's I, I was watching the dub today instead of the sub like I usually do and I think the techno babble comes out a lot more because it's like the word, I, instead of just reading it, I'm like, oh, that's believable. It's written, you know, I'm reading it. So like, you know, it makes more sense. But now it's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, y'all. Like, I know that, I know that you made this up because I would make this up. Like, <laughs> <it's great. laughs> uh, oh. I don't, but so, I mean, I like your, your idea on that. I also wonder then though, because like if who's convincing, like, who is convincing him to stay LCL though? Like, cause would it be Shinji's mom? And then like, you know, again, like, is it like the weird, like, I don't know, why would Shinji's mom want to be one with her son? Like she already was, or is that like the eternal thing of all moms is that once they've like had a kid grow or made a person that they're like, oh, I kind of, that's what I hear from most moms is that they sometimes miss their, their pregnancy days because it's like the weird oneness with the another person true protection i don't know it's weird wow oh, never thought about that well like i think one of the songs from 
the end of movies called Mother is the First Other? Well, I mean, it's true. Is for it? Is this like? I remember I did start to go down like me, like just tried to start mm-hmm. learning about Freud because of this. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the the breastfeeding scene. I think this this the title of this episode was something else, which is what is what is it called when you when your mouth likes to be on things? What oral is fixation. fixation. Yes, oral fixation, and then like and then Freud, I guess, had a whole bunch of concepts about like breastfeeding and the oral fixation, and then how it relates to blah blah blah. You know, but and like oral know, stage. It's yeah. called like weaving story to oral stage. The first one was uh, race. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yes. I don't, and so it gets weird. But yeah, I do. I just have a lot of questions about Shinji's mom forever. Like, part of me wants to think she was a good person, or that she had like maybe she was like born into like a weird, like ultra power hungry family. And she just wanted to have a kid, you know, she had a much more simple desire, which was like to have a family, but like, because of, this is what I've come up with today, at least maybe to kind of justify her being like inside the Ava and trying to get her son to stay inside the Ava, if it is her, because if Ava is angel, just angel controlled by man, then it would be the angel trying to convince Shinji to con- to start the third impact then, right? I think we were going to get into this like in another episode, but I thought, but to answer your thing, I thought like it's the Ava is, is without a soul. Right. And then that, uh, Shinji's mom being in there is like, Oh, that has like, you know, one has like this partial soul. Um, but then also to like, I like from the later episodes, I think the next one where it's like mostly flashbacks, it made me more, way more sympathetic to UA. And, um, this idea too, that like, she thought like, Oh, I was like, I'm the only one that can do this like the idea that like oh maybe i'm saving the world but i'm like so much more concerned about like making sure my son has a future and then um because i think like i think yeah throughout my first time watching it and like watching it again like leading up to these episodes i definitely thought like um shinji's mom was like you know gonna be like you know obviously with having gendo as like the only like parental example too assuming like shinji's mom is gonna be like way more just about like the science and the technology and her own like dreams and vision and stuff like that but like when in the next episode when she's like having the conversation with like Yusuke and um you know like saying her reasons for like why she feels motivated to even like take that risk it's like it's all about protecting Shinji it's not like oh this is for my career I have this like desire um so that's also what makes me think that like it is her trying to like get Shinji in there because like if it if we do I think this was brought up in in one of our previous episodes that like you know she's potentially the safest one with her soul being inside of you know one and maybe that was like her goal to be like Shinji this is actually the safest place for you it's like inside of you know one with me being in the soul of you know one right because maybe together they would have been able to control it completely who knows I just thought of that right right now that's I never thought about it it's really good and and yeah I think that's a it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, and like all these as like all these things, I think these things that Onyx said about like mothers missing the pregnancy. Um and but at, at the at the same time I've uh I've never I ne- I never felt like Dewey had any sinisterness to her actions. Like um 
I don't know. That's like the only thing. But it's not. But I don't know. Maybe like we've seen how these uh, bodyless experiences. We've seen it. Uh, we. I think this is the first time we see it. Right with Shinji. We have like those moments with where Shinji is having a bodyless experience. I think like Ray has this like soulless experience, right? Or like this like uh, human experience where we talked about how this higher dimensional being is like lower into like this human form and is like what <laughs> kind of like well yeah i think what is I mean, existence some of that, here some of that is like i i kind of agree with you but then i don't want to get into it because like we go into it in another episode about like what ray what i think or what i think the uh, show is telling us ray actually is um but we'll get there okay cool um so i don't know i feel like um I I just be 19 and 20 is such like a two amazing two-parter, right? Because I think Eva works really well when you have like an amazing action set piece and then you live through the consequences of what happened, right? Kind of like the first two episodes of the series where um it's like I feel like those two first episodes is like a perfect opening for an anime. Not the first one by itself, it's terrible. And the second one as a continuation is really good, but those two as like a single piece are just like, I think it's like perfect opening, right? Um, and I think that repeats itself here. And this is when I think uh, the show goes in its third stage, right? Uh, we've talked about like the first, like the blocks that it's divided in. And I feel like this is like this third stage. And again, it goes back into that two-parter again. And then like, up the stakes and I think we feel like that moment of repetition because I think like Hiriako Yanu has said so many times like Eva is about repetitions like these things happen over and over and over again not like the whole overarching story but like uh, the things that happen to the characters like they go over it again or whatever but I feel like that's how um, I feel about these two episodes and I think um, going forward we start seeing a, a Chinji that is just like so out of it. Like I've never seen Chinji so fucking out of it from like the show. I remember there's this scene where it's going to come out in a few things, but I feel like that month or those 33 days where Chinji was just like, you know, in this introspective bodiless state, uh like something changed in him like very deeply um and then like again we know that shinji is like going through this like repetition of traumatic events and this time he can't blame anyone but himself because he chose to go there he wanted to save everyone and then like the consequences of it was like that those 33 days where he had no body and i feel like for the next episode, he's like kind of out of it. Like he's just like, I remember he's just like lying on his bed. And like, I know this is where like everyone starts to like break down. And I think this is Shinji's way where it starts like breaking down even more. Adding to it, like he killed, he like, he almost killed his friend, but in the manga, he did kill it. And then like this bodyless experience, you start to like realizing like, where am I working at? Uh, Asuka being like, I suck, I can't drive. And that's like the only form of self that I have. And that's like, we're starting to get into like this, the dissolution of the characters.
Then, naked Shinji pops out of Ava. 33rd day. Akagi and Misato are driving, talking about Unit 1. Misato and Kaji are hooking up. Pillow talk. That is that. I love how, like, they just stay on the shot of the the beer and the cigarettes, like, this whole time, but then you hear, like, the sounds of them having sex. But then it's all, like, just on this one shot. I thought that was, like, really great. And then, um, yeah, it seems like through the pillow talk, Misato is trying to find out more about Adam slash Lilith. Um, and then um, I, I wrote the question down, but I don't understand the reference. What is that pill? Um, what is Kaji's first in eight years? I think he says, this is my first in eight years. What, His first what gift. Is, oh, okay. So first gift in eight years. Does that mean that's how long it's been since they've seen each other? No, I think like he hasn't given her anything in six in eight years. Okay. Um, the pill is like I think it's like uh, information for the one that comes back in the later episode. That where pill. is he trying to put that pill? <laughs> in the because, mouth. Okay. Because no, no, no. Because okay, I listened to this today. All right. Yeah, I know. No. I remember that part. I listened to this today, and I work in an environment where this kind of scene if heard by any of my superiors, I would be in big trouble, you know? I'm glad I have my little ear pods in, right? So this, like, already, I wasn't, I forgot about how auditorily graphic it kind of gets, all right? And then talking, and then the pill thing, and I, like, went back to look at the the screen again because I was, like, doing dishes, and I went back and I was like, what is going on? Because she's like, what are you trying to put up there? What are you trying to shove it? What? Where? Where, like, what kind of weird play were they trying to do with this pill? What did Kagi, like, even think? Like, was he just trying to get her attention? Is that what it was? Because, like, it's it's just, I don't know. I feel like that was a little pervy and unnecessary for the anime, but it's fine. The sex scene is fine. I get that. Adults do adult things, but we don't need to talk about putting pills in odd places and then being like, oh, it's information, though. Like, whatever. Anyway. I forgot about that. But yeah, it's weird. Like, why are you trying to put that up there? I think those kinds of pills, like, melt with liquid. Right? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want, like... Like, I don't think anyone's interested in having Advil in any orifice that's not their mouth. You know? <laughs> yes. Just, just saying. Interest, he has an interesting way of getting attention to things, Kagi. I think he's wise in many, many, many ways. But, like, this was not, in my opinion the wisest thing just to put my two cents in there about some stuff there's something about that last scene when ritsuko and misato are like driving and then i think ritsuko like throws a jab at misato and says like oh there she goes again running into like as soon as the the troubles are over and the problems are over and chinji's fine misato runs over to the arms of a man and then ritsuko is like how can I say anything about her when I'm about to do the same thing? And it's like the first time we get like a glimpse into Ritsuko actually being um, like intimate with someone. We don't know yet who, but eventually we know, right? Right. And yes, I agree with Max. That shot, just like it holds it. Just love it. I think there's another one where, or maybe that's in the end where it's just like a fan that is just like, just like moving left and right. I don't remember. Yeah, so that's episode 20. Episode 21, The Birth of Nerve. 
Seile kidnaps Fuyutsuki and interrogates him about Nerve and Gendo's true intentions, revealing events from the past. Ryoji goes missing. So it starts with, with like what seems to be a recording of uh, the UN um, underground base. The year we see is the year 2000. And then um, I think later we understand that it's uh, like security footage, camera footage um, from Antarctica, the Antarctica base um, at the start of the second impact. Um, and then we see, potentially see the hands of Adam. You know, we see this parts of this like huge glowing figure um, happening. And then the video, um, you know, um, progresses and deteriorates as it progresses. And then we see like a top secret warning sign cut the footage off. Um, and then the show starts too, which is also, I think the first one I've noticed where it's like, there was something happening before the credits. Cause I feel like it's always like, you know, the music and the intro is the first thing that you see, but um, this happened differently, I think. Yeah, this is one of the director cut episodes. I think all of them after this, it's 21, 22. Yeah, 22. Every, anyone, any episode that is over 22 minutes, it's like a direct director's cut, which I think it's 21, 22, 23, and 24 have like five or six minutes of extra footage. Oh, sweet. And then we see the feds. Um, interviewing uh, Masato, um, what organization they're with, I'm not sure, CLA. Um, checking in about Kaji. Um, and then I, I'm confused too because there's a talk of this council and then there's a talk of CLA. Then, like, who's this council in regards to CLA? Um, are CLA the council because they make them seem like they're different things? Um, then Fuyusuke, the assistant director or the deputy director, is interviewed by CLA. And then we get flashbacks of a young Fukusuke. Um, Fuyusuke. Um, Sile uh, is talking about, uh, and then we go back, I guess, to present time. Then Sile is talking about Ava eating the um, S2 drive. And as was mentioned, is this like creating a god? Um, and then I'm still just genuinely concerned or curious about how Sile could have ever thought they could trust Gendo. And um, in the flashbacks, we see UA, uh, Fuyusuke, uh, does Fuyusuke you love UA? Is Gendo using um, UA? And then, um, you know, a reference that there's no seasons after the second impact. Um, we see a lot of uh, pre-second impact and then um, other stuff that's going on before the show, right? It seems like the UN was a major force back then, but they later explained that, like, it turns around and then that eventually is shut down and turns into nerve. Um <clears throat> Um, then, yeah, we see the recruiting of Fuyusuke uh, for Nerve in the Antarctic, um, which is now all red and melted. We meet Gendo again, who's moved up in the world, right? We first see Gendo as a student. Um, already out of jail. Yeah, already arrogant, like getting in a fight, like just like a dickhead entire thing. But we also realize that Gendo's last name is not Akari and that um, Yue's name was Akari and that he married. Yeah, he has like a Hard weird thing. last name, Rokubungi. And then, um, yeah, Gendo. So Gendo conveniently like traveled to Japan the day before the second impact. We find out. Um, Gendo, yeah, Gendo takes Yui's last name, and then we get first references of Shinji being born and Shinji as a baby. 
Um, what do we think? What do we think of young Gendo? We also see him without his glasses, right? So, and the first time we see him, he has no glasses, and eventually he has glasses, but he hasn't worked his way up to the the white shine yet, right? Like you can still see his eyes with his glasses. You can still see the plan in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I, I thought like Gendo was just. I always thought like he was like a social climber for some reason. Like I always feel him like, like kind of like this super genius like a a genius kind of but he's like poor and shit but he's like super smart so he has to like uh like get his way around that's how i always like feel him like him like going into a fight having a teacher like get him out being like smart as fuck then like marrying into like a dynasty because i think like uh jewie's part of like his her her dad and family is like from Sele, like directly from like it's like the Illuminati, right? It's like, oh I'm yeah, my parent is like one of the main of the Illuminati, right? It's kinda like that. So I always felt like there was something weird about it. Maybe he did fell in love with Yui, but he had re- the original intentions were to like climb up. Um because I definitely see that devotion he shows after she um becomes one with Unit One seems so yeah. much more love than just um, using right yeah he becomes like hyper focused and like there's nothing else other than instrumentality project and i think this is something that i wanted to bring up it's like sele trusted gendo all this time because instrumentality is gendo's project and he gave it to sele and it was like okay you're gonna do it but you're gonna do it this way and he was like, okay, I just want to do the thing, right? Mostly like how scientists are. It's like, this is what I want to do. Okay, do it, whatever. Um, and I always thought that was the reason why Sally never suspected Gendo until like, as it got closer, they were like, oh my God. But you have to think about it in this way. Like they've been working together for like 20 or something years, you know, like 14 years together. And Gendo's been like, they start to realize like, oh my God, Gendo might be fucking us over like in the last, year they start to realize like uh oh this guy's making moves that we never saw coming right um because it's not like he's been fucking them like he's been like screwing with them the whole time but he didn't need to make specific moves like just near the end that's when they start to realize like oh i think this guy's playing us not from the start but they start to realize this guy's like has another plan like another agenda other than ours is ray a secret in what way? Like from Seal? Because yeah, like, I feel like if, if like the thing, because I, I think even in this episode, we kind of, is it this one? No, no, uh, different, different episode, later episode. But like, because it, it seems like, like Seal doesn't really understand, like, because I feel like if Seal knew about Ray, then they would be much more sus about Gendo. But because... Gendo, like, I, I don't know, because it's like a project between him and Fuyutsuki is what Rei is. And in the same way that, like, Seal doesn't tell Gendo about Ad, or about Kaoru. Because I feel like that may also, like, lend is like, how Seal didn't figure it out until, like, Rei had her moment. And they're like, why, like, Rei's, because, like, even her moment is top secret, you know what I mean? In the next episode or something like that. Right, yeah, like, they send um, Akagi to talk to Seal instead of Rei. 
when they wanted to talk to Ray. I think. I think. Yeah. I, I misinterpret. I'm not sure about. I have questions about that scene because is that did Akagi assume that she's Ray's replacement or did she? Were they like Ray? Like I I can't remember. But, but like, I think they're like. I guess we'll talk about yeah when when we get there. But yeah. 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 <clears throat> um. Yeah, but yeah, but that's a good question because now I'm wondering if, if yeah, it's Ray was the secret. Um, but then yeah, so then still so we still continue with the flashbacks. We see uh, Masato for the first, uh, not the first time, but young Masato all messed up. Um, PTSD um, for like two years, she doesn't talk. Um, and then we do see like a, an image, like where they talk about the Antarctica cavern and they call it the White Moon. Um, and then there's this name, I feel like maybe they've mentioned it before, but Kile, or um, who seems to be the chairman of SEAL. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like is that, you know, doesn't seem relevant. But then to Ruben, to your point, like, it makes me wonder if they're like one of the members of SEAL or SEALA is, uh, is an Akari, right? Like that's a potential, right, we're saying. Yeah, it is. And then... Um, Koyusuke runs into um, UA years later, finds out about Second Impact. Um, oh, yeah, then we see, like, the geofront, um, the black moon, right? This idea that here's the other um, moon, and they're, like, building their shit in it. Which also makes me wonder, if like, so does that mean Sile knows, like, Wolves inside of the black moon the whole time? Um, and then... Um, Fuyusuke meets Akagi's mom and then sees the making of the Magi. So this is like our, our maybe our first interest to Akagi's mom. Um, Born of Adam, Unit Zero. Um, all the world's resor- all the world's resources are ported to Nerve. We at Gehern call me Adam. Born of Adam, um, Ava Zero, prototype of a god. Um, and then flashbacks of Yusuke. Nope flashbacks of uh, Rusuke, Rusuko, and um, we see the meeting of Masato, um, writing her mom who works for Nerve. Masato dates Kaji back in college. So Akagi, Masato, um, Kaji are all college friends. We see them, um, what their life was like. Um, they all look cool. I like uh, Akagi, how Akagi dresses as a college student. Um, and then we hear, yeah, that the third red impact is going to happen 10 years from now. We hear about the second, the secret Dead Sea Scrolls and how it's kind of like a blueprint. That's all, that's laying out everything that's going to happen. Um, Shinji and Yue are together, baby and mother, um, talking to Fuyusuke, um, trying to stop Yue from being a test subject. Young Shinji, is that nerve playing, right? So the first scene is them hanging out with Shinji in the stroller. And this is the stuff that makes me think that, yeah, um, Yue was trying to be heroic and save her son and stuff and not be selfish and then um yeah and then we see young Shinji and Nerve playing to watch uh, UA's Ava experiment um then again we see Gendo now has glasses but still pre-shine and then this is when UA is absorbed into Ava um then that's when um Gendo after losing his wife um talks about human retaliation project or the path that leads to divinity Akagi Singer and Gendo are hooking up. Um, I'm sure that only starts, right? It probably only starts after UA dies. We don't think that Gendo was hooking up with Akagi's mom while UA was alive, right? Um, and then uh, 
Rasuko sees it. Uh, Rasuko sees it. Um, and then we see a young Ray with Gendo. Akagi's mom thinks of Yue with Ray. And then we hear the explanation for the three Magi, scientist, mother, woman, um, the three parts of Akagi's mom um, who designed the computer. Um, resource organization, Gahern, the third branch. Young Ray and Akagi Sr. Um, young Ray calls Akagi's mom an old hag, right? Um, and then she, at first she's like, no, don't say that stuff. And then Young Ray is like, yeah, that's what Gindo calls you all the time. And then Akagi's mom <laughs> realizes that um, Gindo didn't like her and, um, you know, thinks that she can be replaced, right? That's the whole, that's the whole thing. There's plenty of replacements, um, plenty of replacements of Ray, plenty of replacements of Akagi's mom. Um, I think this idea of replacements, I think, is a thread throughout Ava. And it makes me think, right, if the overall thing is talking about relationships, breaking up depression, um, how that idea of plenty of replacements works um, within the relationship concept. And then um, Human Instrumentality Project cancels Gehern and turns into Nerve. Um, and then so that, that then there's a thing that makes me think that Kaji knows Lilith is not Adam because he's like, I gave a sample of Adam to Gindo. So he like that would make it seem like he knows what Adam is and what Adam isn't. Um, and then Kaji says, like, what's up to somebody, right? He's like, you're late. And then Kaji's killed, right? It's not clear, but it seems like Kaji's killed. And then there's all these lonely city shots, right? So many lonely city shots. The Sato's at the apartment with Shinji. They're both quiet, both depressed. Um, and then Masato, I feel like, she, does she know or something's up, right? If I like she has a sense. Um, then because the, the phone rings, right? It leaves a voicemail. And then she's already emotional before she even, like, answers it. And it's Kaji's last message um, to Misato. She cries, breaks down. She oh knows God. he's dead, question mark. And then Shinji hides, right? He's like, I can't do this. I can't handle it. Shinji hides from Misato's crying um, in his last words. Yeah, it's like child. so fucked up. He's like, opens the door and is like, mm, and just like closes it. I feel like that's, I, I think this also connects to the thing that I was saying before. But yeah, just seeing Misato just like lose it. Um, it's animated really beautifully. I feel like there's something about animation and how they can animate how crying feels, not how it looks, but how it feels. It's just like this overpouring of water from the eyes. And I think in how I think like Misato starts like to like twist and like to compress her body. Um, and you can feel like it, like she knows, like I think from the start, she knows that Kaji's like fucked up because I think at the beginning of the episode, the agents come over to Misato and says like, oh, we're looking for Kaji because we think he kidnapped Fuyutsuki. And she's like, oh, it makes sense that you come to me because you know we're like fucking or whatever. And like, yeah. And then by the end, I feel like from there, she's just like very, like, uh, just very cold in the face and the way she thinks. And she's just waiting for that call, you know, like, oh, Kaji's dead. Um, yeah. Like, is there any specific thing you want to talk about? This is my favorite episode, or one of at least in the top tier, because I like the all the flashbacks. 
and like the backstory of everybody. It's kind of like a weird family reunion thing. Yeah, I definitely think we got so much backstory about so many characters and so many things in this episode. Like, it was just jumping from flashback to flashback, but, like, everything was so, so packed with, like, information and answers. But, yeah, no, I want to talk about all the things. I want to talk about um, the idea of replacements as people, plenty of replacements. Um, What does that mean? Um all of it akagi and akagi's mom i mean the episode let's talk about it i like that thing that you said about like replacing a person um i don't know I don't, we have a phrase in mexico i don't know if it's the same over here is like you you push a nail with another nail right so i feel like it's something like that right it's like you're getting one thing out but you're like it's kind of like getting a getting a splinter out with another splinter and that a splinter stucks in. So you're kind of like, you're not letting go kind of, but you think it's also like a big theme in Ava is like the fact of the being unable to let go because Gendo was unable to let go. <laughs> and this all happens because he's unable to let go. Yeah, I guess I was, yeah, I think about that, but I'm th- I guess I think about the, re- the replacement from the other side, like not replacing someone, but being the someone that is replaced. Right. Cause I think like when you're like uh, in a depressive state post relationship, you know, it seems like you're, you're like looking, you're like, Oh, I've been replaced or I didn't, I never meant anything. I was just Ray too, you know, in between other rays. Oh, I didn't talk about it that way. That's harsh. Cause even a Kagi's mom is replaced by a Kagi, right? Yeah. As lead scientist and a Gendo lover, right? Yeah. But then it falls into the same trope where she can and never then compete with Ray One. Yue, Ray. Yeah, Ray One dies, and that's when Ray Two starts, right? Replacements. Yeah, and also we have that same theme going with Asuka's mom, where Asuka the was doll. replaced with right. a doll. Yeah. And then you could say Ray is a doll. The Ava is a doll. The, the idea that the Ava is a doll without a soul and it needs a soul. And then Asuka was confused. The real Asuka was, was um, confused for the artificial Asuka. The, um, and then what can that be interpreted as? Yeah. With, if we continue with this theme, like I think like Shinji is the only one that wasn't replaced, but mostly like abandoned, right? He was never like replaced and it's the only one that is like really necessary for this whole plan right for like instrumentality and like by the end because without it if a unit one is not fucking moving like that shit ain't moving it kind of makes me think about um the conversation from a few episodes ago with um clara and uh, nikki about uh shinji's the only one that is crucial to the whole thing and it's like is it all coming from Shinji? But then too, like, I mean, this is kind of tangential. I think about like, right, we have this understanding that uh, the guy that created the show is like Shinji. But what if like, what if he's, you know, a Shinji and a Gendo? I mean, I think there's obviously a part of the creator in every character, but, um, you know, maybe it, maybe it is Gendo not being able to hold on, not being able to let go that like really makes Gendo the true villain of Ava, right? Do yeah. we say Gendo's the villain of Ava? 
Of course, like that's always been <laughs> Is he the villain? I feel like you know. I feel like I no. Wait, I know that you think like Yui is the villain. You're like a Yui is the I, villain. I am not. All right. I swear to sweet goodness that you thought that Yui was the villain at one point, but you know, I I'm not gonna. I we recorded it and we could go back and look. But I don't know because I've always been pretty much Team Yui, and then I remember getting pushback about Team Yui. If anything, now that we've had a little bit more discussion, because I was going to bring this up earlier, but I, and I was like, you know, I'll just drop it. But because then we were also like, maybe I was more. It was more of an argument of did Gendo really love Yui, or was he just using her for social clout? Which I think Gendo really did love Yui, and he went off the deep end when she died, and that's how he was like, you know what? I'm going to start instrumentality so I can just be with my boo again. You know, that's like all that he wants. He doesn't care about Shinji. He doesn't care about shit. He cares about Yui and that's it. And like, he's not even power hungry anymore because he gains all of the power. Like already, like he like works up the, and then Yui dies. So. So he's a romantic? What? He's a romantic. He is. I mean, she even says that he's cute, which like we look at Gendo and he's like not a cute person, like at all. You know, he's got that weird face. You know, he's like the bad boy type or what? Not even the bad boy type. Like he's like the dark corner, like maybe you should stay away from type. And Yui finds out that he's like somehow she sees the cute side of him. Like how the hell does she see the cute side of him? He had to, he was like, oh, you know, like I can, I wish I could have seen that. I would love to have seen their actual romance, but I, you know, I don't think it's necessary to the show quite as much. I don't know if Gendo's necessarily the bad guy as much as, like, he's the one that's affect like, because, you know, even in the end, it's like, you know, he's like, I'm I'm scared and alone and lonely, and that's why I pushed Shinji away, because, you know, he reminded me so much. It's like Snape in uh, Harry Potter, you know? Like, is Snape the bad guy? Not really. You know, he didn't do good things, but he wasn't a bad guy. Gendo was instrumental in the assassination of everyone in the world <laughs> but so is seal like seal was super into it like it, it was, <laughs> he was super into it. It first. what but so maybe yeah like i've heard several times that yeah gendo is like the ultimate romantic for sure like i've heard it before like yeah. for sure like i agree with that and i am team Julie. like i've always think like you is the biggest hero of like She's the one that had like the top game. Her and Fuyutsuki. And Fuyutsuki knew the whole time he was with Gendo, he was being fucking played. And he's just like, yep, keep going, keep going. Because I don't think Fuyutsuki was ever like loyal to Gendo. He was like always loyal to Yui. But we'll get there when that scene shows up in the end. Well, then he had the hots for Yui. Yeah, that's like fucked up. He's a teacher. Okay, there's a lot of weird age things happening here especially like you know we could talk about how gendo's creepy and how he goes from first of all how like how is he feeling going from like through a family tree like a full family tree that's weird and like what's the age difference then between him and akagi i don't know also and you could say that maybe akagi's mom was older than gendo when they're yeah. hooking up, there's, you know, cause we like Gendo's a young, um, you know, wonder scientist or whatever. He went from cougar to cradle robber. Yeah. Okay. Potentially. I don't know. But yeah, maybe. Uh, what is cradle it? robber? Is that, is that how it's called? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
what is Akagi's last name? Or is it Akagi? Yeah, it's, it's Akagi. Akagi's the last name. Yeah, Akagi it's mom. Naoko, if I remember correctly. No, Naoko. Na- Naoko. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting. I hadn't thought about Gendo as this, like, um, you know, this uh, figure that would go through any lengths to be reunited with the person he loves. Right, because like this could be portrayed so heroically in like a different lens, but it's like whatever it takes for us to be together again. Like you know, I feel like people say that like, you know, Earth be damned. You know, I could see you for like another day, and then he goes and tries to like make it happen. Like other people just say that shit, and Gendo had the resources to fucking do it. Right, so he's like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Let's go>. <laughs> <laughs> he's like well i got the whole things you know <laughs> yeah so it's the only thing that makes kinder different from other people is that he has the resources to pull it off i guess like i remember like when i first started seeing eva i always thought like gendo was the one he was like the man like this quick figure that is this man fighting god right or this man in Avengers with God because it, it abandoned us, right? That's how I, f- that was like my first impression because that was like, it was, uh, it was told in an episode or something very early on that everyone born after Second Impact had like uh, half a soul because God abandoned us because of the events of like the Second Impact. Like we, we broke like div- a divine code or something that's like how I used to interpret it as a kid. Um, and then when I didn't know as much and Gendo was, on, and it was before I was even able to see the end or the last two episodes. So I always felt like Gendo was in this battle against God and no one knew about it. And like, he knew like where God was or something like that, right? Like where all these emissaries are being sent. And I guess that still flies in this um, thing of uh, Gendo, like, you know, this whatever it takes, right? Like, even to fight divinity or, like, God. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. All right, sweet. Let's, um, we'll go to the next episode. Oh. We never know who kills Kaji, but I always thought it was Misato for some reason. But I've, it's been told several times that it's not. It's just, it's a very, I'm just going to say that there's a very confusing edit that happens after he's shot because it's like Kaji turns around and says like, well, you took a while and then smiles and then gets shot. And then the immediate scene or like the immediate shot that goes after him being shot is like Misato's door, apartment door closing and saying like Misato Katsuragi. And I'm like, wait, did she kill him? Like, but it never like, I could never find a motive or anything. Uh, but it was just like edited weirdly that I always thought Misato had killed Kaji. Awesome. But he just like pissed off all the three agencies that he was like supposedly spying for. <laughs> He's an information peddler. I mean, that's like the lives of spies eventually. Like they're so in the game, like in order for them to survive, they have to like sell everyone out. It's like they no longer hold allegiance to any country and they're stuck in the middle of this conflict. 
he does say that he's like thinking for himself I think at one point like when they ask like why are you doing this he's like I just want answers like I don't care about y'all anymore I just want answers I think yeah Kaji like wanted to know like what was going on and then he passed that information to uh, Misato which she doesn't get to know and think until the end like we see her like finally getting everything and she's like okay this is what's going on I will. And Next she quit, one. She quits drinking. Yeah. All right. Uh, episode 22, Staying Human. Asuka's synchronization ratio continues to drop, undermining her self-confidence. Determined to show her self-worth, she ignores orders during battle. To her detriment. Thank you, Onyx. Mm-hmm. So um, Kaji's dead, right? So we see that in the last episode, we have like this morning of Kaji. But then, so it's really, like, heartfelt that the first scene is of Kaji, right? So we get a flashback of Kaji um, in Germany with Asuka. Asuka tells Kaji about Masato as if he doesn't know. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, there's this lady Masato here before you. Um, Asuka continues to shoot her shot at Kaji. Um, You know, we see this throughout the whole show. But I guess, you know, even in the beginning, she's doing it. Asuka shows Kaji her bra, saying she's an adult. And then that's a scene that, like, gets replayed over a lot later with Asuka. Um, then, we get, then we start getting more flashbacks. A flashback to Asuka at her mom's funeral. Um, we, we learn that her mom killed herself from a mental breakdown. Um, the mother thought that the doll was Asuka. And then we, are, we switch to Asuka. In the present day, super low sync rate. Um, Nerve is rebuilding Zero in Unit 2. Um, Masato starts to blame uh, Masato starts to blame the Ava for her father's death. And then we hear about these mass-produced Avas that they're building all over the world. Potentially 12 to 13 or something. Um, sorry. Oh, drinking soda. Oops. I'll cut this out. Um, Oscar <laughs> calling Kaji, but um, Kaji no answers, which is also like rough. It hits me because you know we we obviously know that Masato is connected to Kaji, and that's already sad and rough. But the idea that Oscar has no idea what's happened to Kaji, and um, when that revelation happens, how devastating that could be for Oscar. Um, and then you know we see Oscar, of course, be mad at Ray and Shinji for being close because we see them talking to each other, and then um. Yo, it's Pin Pin. We haven't seen Pin Pin in a few episodes. Um, it's Pin Pin. He's watching the apartment. Um, the Ava family eat. So every, I feel like we haven't seen all of everybody together in a while. Uh, Asuka, Shinji, Masato are all hanging out, eating at the apartment. Um, the phone rings at the apartment. Um, you know, there's a conflict between Masato and Asuka. Asuka's just already pissed off. Masato's, you know, de- devastated. Asuka starts to yell at Masato, thinking it's Kaji calling. Um, and then Asuka starts to yell at Shinji. Um, Shinji picks up the phone, um, says it's Asuka's mom. Asuka takes the phone, starts talking to her in German. Um, Shinji um, talks about like how weird it is to hear Asuka talking in a different language, like she's a completely different person. And then Asuka kind of like, has this moment of realness where she's like, oh, it's not my real mom. Um, and then Shinji starts asking questions about what it's like to have a mom because he doesn't have a mom. And then Asuka like re-catches herself and then gets angry again after like a moment of 
vulnerability or whatever. And then we see, uh, then um, the next scene is in the bathroom um, with Asuka in the bathtub, washing water drain, right? Upside of Shinji and Misato, then Ray, then her mom, then her dad yells, like hating everything. And then we can obviously see that uh, Misato and Shinji are overhearing, but you know, what can they do or what do they even have the capability to do or the emotional like energy to handle? And it doesn't like, it just seems like everybody in that apartment super fucked up and everybody's ignoring everybody else's pain and nobody is able to like help anybody else. But maybe that's like, right. Everybody's AT fields are like blaring super hard. Right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, don't fucking come near me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the next day at Nerve, Asuka's sink rate is even lower. Asuka is in shambles, right? Like as Onyx said, like this is her identity to be a fucking Ava pilot. And now she is the worst one. She was always the worst one, right? But now like it's so much more noticeable. Um Oh my god, I love this. I love this next scene. Then Asuka and Ray on this long, quiet elevator shot. I love this stuff. Yeah. Um and then it's a, it's a while before they, they say anything. And then who breaks the silence? Fucking Ray breaks the elevator silence. Just like cold as fuck being like, you, you got to open your heart to your Ava. Otherwise you can't pilot it. And does that go well? Does that go over well with Asuka? Of course not. Um, so it's like, Jesus, it's a stupid doll. It doesn't have a heart. Yeah. So it pisses Asuka off, um, yells at Ray, calls Ray a doll. You know, so angry that Ray is such a good pilot and so down for whatever, right? Like, Ray's always like, I'm ready to die. I don't give a fuck. You know, put me out there. I love Gendo. And, put me um, out there, Chief. Yeah. So then, so, right, so Oscar calls Ray, I'm a doll. Ray says, I'm not a doll. Um, Oscar slaps Ray, um, yells at her, calls her a dog. And then I think, like, storms out of the elevator. And that's when um, we have an angel attack. Oscar is the first one out. She goes out against orders. She knows this is her last chance. Um, Akagi has started has said like you'll, we have to start looking for new pilots. Um, so this is it, you know. This is you know when you're on your last thing. You used to be the player on the team. You've been um, having bad performances. The coaches are starting to like have a low confidence in you. It affects with your mental capability. You know, it's just like misery loves company. Every time you fuck up, it just um, is exemplified more. And then just furthers how far you are away from the hotshot um, unit two red uniform pilot that used to be. Um, and then unit one you know, is so grounded because of last time, lol. Um, and then you, we see the angel, right? An angel beam attacks Asuka. And then we have this hallelujah music, which we hear again in a different episode with Kaoru, right? The same song. Yeah. Um, Asuka starts losing it, shooting everywhere, right? She starts hitting the city. She's shooting everywhere. It's like he- messing with her, like, um, her mind, right? It's like a psychological warfare. Attack. It's like yeah. beam of light, yeah. Um, the light's attacking Asuka, and then she's, like, yelling out, stop looking into my heart. Um, yeah, what do you, let's talk about this angel. What do you all think of this angel? Arai. Um, I don't know, like one of my favorite things about the angels is when they get really creative, like each of them has like its own thing. And I think like in the rebuild movies, they have categories for each of them. For example, I think that the one uh, that is like the ones that are like 
full on attack kind of like the tank like the the rombo what's the cube the cube thing that one the cube one and the guy with like the 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 flowy arms that turn into like blades those two are called like saturation right it's like a, a like a saturation attack it's like it gives like it shoots just like everything at you right and i think this one is like uh like psychological attack right or it's just like light itself is just hitting at you and you can't stop it there's nowhere to hide it's like looking from up above and from like i feel for more like the symbolism in the show i feel like this is the one this is like uh, the one that it again flips it on it when mostly we think about like this illumination coming from the sky always makes us feel as like a revelation um but it's always like a non-painful revelation kind of like oh like you are joyful of this revelation and i feel like this one is like flip on it where um uh the person that is being attacked here is having like a complete shutdown and like denial of the revelation that is being shown to her so from this angel i always thought like what if like someone that is like has their shit together is hit by this angel like what would be the effect of it right like that's something that i thought about this angel a lot this whole episode makes me have a lot more heart for asuka uh just in that she she is kind of going through a bit and like it is a lot of like psychological like stuff um not to mention they they do make a point of it that she is on her period for all of this uh and like they're talking about that being her synchronization rate she does have like a small monologue about it and like i definitely feel a lot with her on it and i do like kind of appreciate the 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 humanness of her but i think it also echoes back to when she's like i'm an adult now i can do whatever i want like you know a large part of like womanhood is like you know having your first menses and it's just uh makes it really interesting and like the like also like the weird defilement of her mind and like how like scary that is and like how much it really is just like a like rubs her just raw basically from like in like bring she said like, i think one thing she said is i just got rid of all these memories like why are you trying to bring them back and that like really like stabs me in the heart whenever i like read it or heard it or whatever every time i'm like oh i totally understand like that feeling and it's just cruel but then also the idea that like the ava is trying to find they're not the ava the angel's trying to like find information to convince her to to like to become one with it in a sense you know like that's always like whenever there is a psychological thing with an angel it's always about oneness and like how she's like trying so hard to be independent and be her own singularity instead of merging and like it's so she has a harder time i think accepting like she could have never ever been in shinji's place if you know what i mean because she can't she can't ever accept that somebody wants to be one with her she can't do it it's right wide space was... around it yeah, that was like her defense mechanism. It was like she was like, I don't need anybody, um, but has been abandoned by so many people. Then yeah. it was just like, I'm gonna do it all on my own. But yeah, like I think to your point, like yeah, like as these angels progress, it seems like they're just trying to get into the pilot's head more and more. It's like maybe their tactics are changing, or maybe there's like, oh yeah, like you know, maybe we can't win in a fight like against an Ava, but maybe like it's not the the weakest part of the Ava is a pilot, right? So like, let's start going for like um 
the pilot's mind, uh, like the pilot's mental state. Do they um, have a hive mind then? Like, are they like when one angel dies, do they like pass on the secrets to the next one? Because, like, how else could they learn how to like where the weak point is? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Because I guess, like, if it if it's already all planned out, then maybe that they aren't learning. If it's like, all right, this is the next angel that's going to go after this angel. But then it makes it seem like if it is already planned out, then they know that the angels are going to be defeated. It's like, why are you like, here's like third impact happening in 10 years. And then here's these 17 angels that are required to die in order for us to reach third impact. Like, I don't, I don't know about that. Like that's what I'm confused by. That's like, I feel like that is part of like, uh, uh, seals plan and like nerve. Because there's something that I do see a lot happening is like every after every encounter, like nerve and like the organization learns learn so much, right? Like they start to learn and like they change things and it's like this const, constant like uh, adaptation of, of like what's coming next in the fight and where can we use next. Um, and I think that is, it's like, it's like, I mean, it's like, I see it of because it is a frontal assault between two things, right? So see it as chess. Like you have there's pieces that you are going to lose in the fight. It's not like like by the end of it, whatever is gonna happen, the the end game is gonna come. Like either lose, win or lose, third impact third impact is fucking happening. Like whoever's in control of it is happening after all of this like place out right that that's kind of like how i see it that's weird so I mean, yeah because we kind of talked about this like so it's like this idea that like we all know this thing's going to happen and the only thing that we can control is who's going to be the one that decides if we become people or lcl yeah and then it some so are you saying Gendo's goal were was for Shinji to be the one to make the decision, or was his goal for him to be the one to make the decision? He wanted to do it with Ray and Lilith and him becoming one and then like joining with Lilith and he was gonna be like giant Gendo, right? And then he would use Ava Unit One as the medium, but then like Ray was like, fuck off, no, and cuts off his hand. But that's what I'm saying, like, because he never knew that Dewey had it planned from the start to be inside the Ava. Like, he thought it was a freak accident, but that was her plan all along because she knew that uh, Shinji was going to be the one that pilots it and, like, because she's going to be compatible with it and, like, Genda's going to use it. That's, like, I feel like that's the little level of Dewey's game is, like, like she knows these people, this organization, but I think this is a conversation for like the end of Evangelion movie. Okay. So then, so Oscar refuses to withdraw, right? She's getting beamed by the angel. Um, Zero is ready to go. Um, it shoots the 15th angel, but does not damage it. And then inside Oscar's head, um, we see the trauma of young Oscar, Oscar's mm-hmm. scenes of self. It seems like Oscar. Like, the same thing is being told to Asuka in, like, everybody's voice. Like, we see Asuka talking, but it's, like, one version sounds like Ray, one version sounds like Masato, you know, et cetera. Um, 
then we see, oh yeah, there's this like scene where all these like cloaked figures run around Asuka and then they all seem like in, invisible Oscars are like inside of the cloaks. Um, and then I wondered this, if each child is like a different manifestation of grief, like um, Ray's grief on some, you know, perspective, some experience, then Asuka's like grief through like, I feel like Asuka's like anger, right? And then um, like, that's like how some people deal with it, just through anger or the stages. Um, and then, yeah, maybe Shinji's, like, um, denial or, like, running away or whatever, maybe, you know, and then, um, this pushing away to not be hurt again, right, that's, like, a lot of them do that, Asuka definitely does that, but then, then going back, like, Hedgehog Dilemma, um, yeah, then I guess, yeah, what do we think of Asuka, her feelings, her history, herself, like, I feel like, um, the, the energy throughout the most of the show has been, like, you know, Asuka's the least favorite or the least sympathized with. Um, yeah, how do we feel about Asuka's story? And, you know, obviously we, we know what we think of Asuka, so what do we think of Asuka? Asuka's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. Uh and I I can see how what I think Tyler the creator said the loudest one in the room is the loneliest one in the room. That kind of he he wrapped that at some point something along those lines. And I think that applies to Asuka, and that like she's she wants all the attention. She wants to be recognized. She wants to be the adult. She wants to be the big kid. She wants to, and and she can't. It's almost like she's shooting herself in the foot all the time, and like self sabotage, self hatred, like. Maybe we don't like Asuka because Asuka is so much like our like that inner child self that's hurting. You know, it's very, very. She's very deep, but almost too classically deep to the point where, like, again, like I get just annoyed with her. But like this, this episode specifically does make me have like a lot more heart for her and like that kind. Like I would never want Asuka to be like knocked down that peg that she like as we see like progressing through the last the last two episodes of this like she's destroyed like and it's terrible i feel like too she doesn't i feel like of like the characters of the pilots she doesn't really like have a support system right like i feel like ray you know like has gindo in this weird way then like also like needed like less emotional support but still like has like a favorite right like it still seems like gindo like favors her even Oscar says like oh she was like you know gindo does more to to try to save ray and Shinji all the time than uh, he ever does to save like Asuka and then even like Shinji has like you know Gendo he has unit one he has Misato it feels like he has this like like a team that's really trying to like support him and see him successful but I feel like Asuka doesn't have that not even Kaji is really like like that with Asuka so I feel like in that sense like yeah I feel even worse for Asuka because she doesn't it doesn't seem like she ever has anybody that's really like on her side or really like sympathetic for her um you know maybe some of that is her fault by like being <laughs> that's what i was gonna say and pushing people away but i mean you can say that shinji does that but he still has like tons of people that are like willing to be patient with him and try to like coax him but is that just because he's the best pilot no i think it's because he's just sad and fucking Asuka's like mean and shit sometimes but she's just you could just say she's just sad i mean yeah but like shinji's like depressive you know it's just like yeah i don't know like, Chinji cooks for people. When the fuck is 
Asuka made anything for anyone. She, she kind of... No, like, I totally agree with Max. Just wanted to say that. But I feel like at the same time, it's like, she's not helping. Well, but that, that, sounds, is... that feels like victim blaming, right? To be like, Asuka's not doing anything for herself. No, no, I'm not saying, like... I'm not, well, maybe I am saying that, and I apologize. But what I'm trying to say is, like, is like it's easier to be patient with uh, Shinji. But at the same time, I feel like I would be not patient with Shinji because also like people that are depressed, like super depressed, like Shinji style. I'm like, oh my God, let's just go outside and fucking take a walk. It's like, no, it's like, oh my God, what do I do now? You know? Um, so I think it's like also, uh, it's, I think it's also like different forms of like, like depression and sadness. Like we can see one in Asuka, like Max said, and like another one that is like very obvious in Shinji is like, that kid is sad, you know? Um, and like I wanted to bring something up like I've been wanting to talk about this for a while but I think this is a good moment to like connect it to this whole thing um like I feel like every aspect of the show and like the techno babble is connected to like uh to like a form of a relationship to yourself kind of and like how you is it that you connect like you connect with the eva through your body and like you can feel it and like like you are like an extension you're like an extension of it right uh you can feel the pain so like there's like the word synchronization uh i've always like i've been really into it since i saw the show and like how it's used because it's not like a machine that you can just like push buttons or levers and it will move right it's not mechanical so there's like this synchronous the synchro rate where i'm like like what is synchronization in the show right because asuka was good at it right like she was like the second best um and we know like that is due because uh you know your mom's soul is in it and she's welcoming you back right so there's like that form of like synchronization but then like having high synchronization would make you lose your body right and then having low synchronization would like disconnect you completely from the evangelion and the relationship you have with it so like that's something that i like i like to think about but i don't think i've landed anywhere with it other than like yeah it's like you're closing yourself off and no matter how hard it tries to like connect with you and be with you and show you you're there. You're like, no. Right. Um, but then I don't know, like that would mean that uh, Asuka's mom is like not caring enough because Yui's always there for Shinji. You know, it's like these things that I talk up, think about like sinker, like the sinker rate and what it means in the relationship to like connecting with this, being that we know now is like closer to like a divinity than to like a forklift you know or a jet or something like that you know like a machine that you use yeah um because i still don't know like how clear i am that oscar's mom's soul is in unit two because like she's still like alive and then you know hangs herself Oh yeah, yeah. It's and like then... I can I can elaborate on that. Sorry. Um, so uh, the the contact experiment—that's how Dewey loses her life. Uh, like 
it was a form of like fusing your not fusing yourself by a way to like get in contact with the Eva, right? Because they didn't have the I don't think they had like all the technology yet. So they're like tried to connect with it and like maybe they can use the core of the Eva as a way for you to like go in. But um like Yui loses her body as she enters into the contact experiment with the Eva, but the soul remains there. Um and then eventually like the contact experiment gets better right and now they're able to remove someone's soul without kill with them losing without them losing their body that is why the mom went insane because it's a body without a soul and she's a doll now right she's like uh, like she like it's empty it's just a body with a mind it has no soul and then they put it like into the Ava unit too because in the movie that's when Asuka realizes that her mom was there the whole time. She's like, you were here the whole time protecting me and I'm going to show you what I'm like capable of doing. I thought that her mom's soul was split and the mom part was put into the Ava, but then the having her soul split drove her crazy. I mean, I think any of them are possible. I think like ripping your soul apart will definitely have side effects. Side effects where you want to kill folks yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay cool and then so and then gendo wants to get the lance to get to the spear to kill the angel right but it also seems like this is like a plan he has to like get rid of the spear right yeah um so then Masato, Masato discovers more lies about second impact. Um, and then Gendo gets uh, Unit Zero, Ray, to pull the spear from uh, Lilith. And then this is, this is the crazy shit. I don't feel like I remember this from the first time I saw it. But as soon as the, sp- the spear is pulled out of Lilith, who at this time is still crucified, but only a half body with like maybe some little feet. The moment the spear goes out, the, the big organic orbs form and then two legs shoot the fuck out what <laughs> like what does that mean like what the, like so the spear like right so we've already established the spear like is like the kryptonite of the of lilith and adam and like prevents growth or what and like so you're saying that like so okay so is this the thing that like lilith um right because the spear wasn't always that nerve that was also transported to nerve Mm-hmm. And then, um, so does that mean, like, right, Lilith, they cut off the legs of Lilith to make the angels, or to make the Ava, and then put the spear in to prevent it from regrowing? I don't know, like, I'm just, like... It was a rip, is what, because I think there's, like, if you... I've done, like, a little bit of, like, Google searching into it, and then, like, there's, like, a couple, like... I think in one of the flashing images that Shinji goes through whenever about that is, you kind of see there's like an image of like how uh, Unit Zero was made. And it was like the like this weird rip effect where when it comes up in the next episodes, there's like you see a scene like where you see where the, the first uh, angel was made or not angel, um, Ava. And it's the same kind of thing. So like Lilith is ripped apart and I don't, I know that Spear of Longinus is supposed to somehow basically like maintain a stasis. And so there's one attached to Adam and there's one attached to Lilith. And I think because there's the Spear of Longinus and the Spear of something else. Cassius. I think it's like a sh- yeah. And that's the one that's in the, the rebuild series, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so like there's, there are two different, it's, 
it's it's some Lilith has uh, I think it's uh, Lilith one has Cassius and the other one has Longinus Seal was like fucking with it and then they were like okay we're finished with it here you can have it Um, but I Gendo knew like they were going to use it for something so yes Max was right like getting rid of that shit was like like oh we need we have to get rid of we like this shit has to be like out of here right now Um, but yeah like I feel like uh, according to like the thing I remember like with the egg comes like uh, with the moons or the eggs comes like an ancestral race and like the key for its own destruction right like in order for it to like remove itself from wherever it landed if necessary right it's kind of like it's reset button um and i think one of them got destroyed and then there's only one left and it was like lilith's like or adam i don't know which one i don't know which one has which um and yeah apparently for uh lilith it would stop it from like reproducing and that's why it's like stopped i think it was like episode 14 or something with like uh ray walks and like she's just like holding the sleigh and just like longinus spear um and just like walking with it right Well, if Ray, because I think the the big issue in this episode was that if Ray gets too close to the spear and then therefore to Lilith, that she would cause the third impact. Yeah, that was Masato's spear, but then she realized that. It's only because of Lilith, though. I thought that because if she touched the spear, then the third impact would do it, but no, I was, because yeah, Ray did, she brought it down to to Lilith. Just, wait. Then... Was Lilith just like recreating things all the time then? Was she just constantly bubbling up little bits of human parts? Because, yeah, like if humans come from Lilith, right? So at some point she reproduced or like created humans, but then what made her stop making humans? Well, the, in in our theory now, and like from what I've learned, right, it would have been the Spear of Longinus is what stopped her. But if they just got the Spear of Longinus within the year, right, that means that for 14 years since Lilith's discovery, she would have been unhinged, you know, or like free. She would she'd be off birth control, basically, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, is that cross and the being crucified, is that to further control her prevent her from stuff like yeah maybe that would be cool it's, shit oh, i thought that was how they get the lcl because it's lilith's blood it's their constant source that she yeah does. you can see it like um pouring so they're just there's, draining there's lilith a scene all the time. yeah like they're draining lilith like you can see like lilith crucified mm-hmm. and you can see like there's always like orange shit like sliding through the the cross mm-hmm. and like okay. you remember in the end uh there's like this giant wave, like when they're all of that. It's like there's like a sea of LCL down there, okay. an ocean. <clears throat> um, yeah. So Lilith grows legs immediately, and then Zero throws a spear. Um, Unit Zero throws a spear, destroys the angel, who's also like in space, right, and like in the atmosphere the whole time. So Lilith, um, I mean Unit Zero, has to chuck the spear through the atmosphere, destroys the angel, but also carries a spear, 
deep into space to where there's no technology that can recover it. And um, Sile, of course, is super pissed off about this, but um, it benefits um, Gendo and his friends. Um, and then, of course, Asuka is pissed off that Ray ended up having to save her. And then she's like, I hate all of you. I hate all of you to death. Episode 23, Tears. Despite her struggles, Asuka is ordered to assist Ray in battle against Army Sael. When she fails, Ray makes a desperate move in order to save Chinji. Thank you, Ruben. So this episode opens right with um, Masato re-listening to Kaji's last message. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously, it's very uh, a lot of emotions are coming up. It's very difficult, um, but she seems like she's listening to it a lot, right? And then um, there's a note. There's a note on a uh, Shinji's door. There's a note on Oscar's door. Nobody's wanting to talk to anybody. Everybody's really upset and um, being separate, being super hedgehoggy. Um, and then we see that Oscar's not even at the apartment. Oscar's playing video games at uh, the class rep's house to try to get away um, from Masato Shinji, anything having to do with Ava nerve. Um, <clears throat> Asuka won't go to school. Um, and then we have this cool scene of like Oscar and the class rep laying in bed. Um, and then Oscar breaks everything to the class rep, which I feel like is this rare scene where we see like one of the main characters kind of like divulge like a lot of the, these things going on to like a, a non a non main character like a character that I feel like is completely out of nerve. I feel like this is like a rare chance for like Oscar to actually vent, you know. Even if she was like complaining to Misato or Kaji in the past, this feels so different. I feel like this is actually like Oscar talking to a friend. It feels like this part. Um, and then I think realizing how much she actually like hates herself, right? This is like this thing that's bubbling more and more to the surface. Um, then Masuko's cat dies, um, right? She's burying it. Um, then we see Gendo in a Sile meeting. Um, Sile's angry about the spear. They're suspicious. And then, um, right as Gendo's there, another angel attacks. Um, zero, unit zero and unit two launches. It is the 16th angel, but Nerve don't know how to handle it. Isael. It's the one that's like a halo. It's like one of my favorite angels. It's the one that they're like, they know it's an angel, but it's like shifting. It's still not full on angel. It's still like kept his like a halo and it's still having, it hasn't given out the uh, blue blood type alert. Mm-hmm. So. A uh, angel attacks unit zero and attempts to make first contact with unit zero. Um, a veiny invasion of Ava and then Ray herself, right? We see from when the angels touch this like vein, veiny stuff build up, right? As the Ava's touch, as um, the Ava pilots start getting um, infected with it. And fusing with the angel, um, Ray herself, what would happen um, if this process completed? And then um, Zero Two won't be able to help. The sync rate is so low that Oscar can't even turn on Unit Two, and uh, Unit Two goes back down. And then we have this, like, another Ray in a monologue, another scene that I like. Um, but, yeah, this is, like, when Ray seems like talking to herself, potentially talking to the angel. Um, talking to the angel, asking to become one. Um, the angel's lonely. Uh, is Ray crying? 
Right, his first team, Ray thinks the angel is the one saying she's lonely, and then Ray starts realizing that maybe she's the one saying she's lonely and sad. Um, unit one finally launches, and then um, it fights the angel. It's um, like a, it's just like a strip <laughs> of light, like a cylinder, yeah, you know, so like a snakeish. Right, so light beam snakes, then Le- Ray, Lilith, form hugs. Um, unit oh. one. That's the that's the sick part. That's the see. This is I think this is the part that I know where you're going with it because it's where like because the it like veins out like as soon as Rita one comes and then like it turns into like a ray that like you know is being all like he you know and like seductive and like tries and like hugs the the unit one's head basically and then it gets all veiny as well and then she's all like is this what I want do I want Shinji and she's and then she says no. And then it's like the it snoops back into her and like it gets all big and then she compacts it back in and it's just like it's wild. And then it almost turns into like it as she sees Gendo, she like reaches up and like almost like turns it like it, she gets into light shiny but big ray, you know what I mean? Somebody uh, you know and then the halo appears, which like I have a lot of questions about that personally. It's like that's what's one of my favorite angels is like because she turns into like this, it's almost a third impact. It's a near third impact in the in the Yeah, series. that's the question. So yeah, like had that gone all the way, that would have led to an impact. That's like my impression of it. Because it gets all big and then there's the angel eyes, which I have more questions about like that form. Because as some forms that it goes through, like as it's infiltrating unit zero. And like, it's really, because it's just, you know, when you think about like the, the weirdness of the angels and like how it all be. And then like, I've been watching like way too many like explainer videos lately as like a comfort item, like as I work. And so mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll, like listen to like, what, I don't know, you know, there's, there's forms to the angels. And so like, it's related to Adam. And then, so like, how do they all, because it's, it, it's weird. It has like angel eyes on it, the form before that. And then when Ray takes it into herself and like destroys her own AT field, it becomes the Ray like the a near third impact ray but beforehand it wasn't it was like a lumpy mass with angel eyes on it like the 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 dis- yeah you know what i mean yeah like it it uh it reaches out for chinji and then chinji grabs it and it starts like showing little rays all over the place and in order to like contain it it um ray i think goes like full at feel and like pulls it back and then unit if a unit one I think is being called back because Gendo is like nope we can't use if a unit one call it back immediately it's like it's like part of the plan you know and it's called recalled and then there's this uh, there's this um, kind of like pregnancy right I feel like the Ava looks pregnant like yeah it's like all this like form yeah. it's like yeah like all in the middle of the Ava yes yeah, so. It, I feel like it has like uh, a lot of like connotations of like this episode has like another instance of an implication of rape between the members of Sele and Ritsuko. And I feel like it's, it's like these two, like the A story and this B story where the angel kind of like rapes the Ava and in order to like start an impact and like this pregnancy uh imagery and then it kind of like bursts open into like something we've never seen before like this weird uh angelic full of eyes and fleshy being and then 
Ray calls it back in. It starts like the self-destruct sequence. And as she's doing that, uh, the angel and the Ava like fully fuse into what would be, um, uh, yeah, like a, a near impact. And it's all, it's like stopped like in its tracks. But in that we lose uh, Ray too. And there, I feel like, for me, this this scene is like very strong because I don't think we've ever seen like Ray showing any kind of emotion, you know. Like she's almost always like kind of off somewhere, and this is the only time that she feels like sad and like desperate to save someone, and like it's no longer like her duty. It's it not it's no longer like someone gave me an order, like she said before, right? It's more like she wanted to do it and felt compelled to save Shinji. Uh, because she started like having feelings you know and she starts crying which i feel like that's is that like the episode yeah like where she's all full of veins i don't know i just like whenever i see her cry just breaks my little heart yeah but that she's like cried at least like a couple other times right throughout the show um where we've seen like her tears right is that true yeah i think at the end of episode four when Shinji saves her, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, because I feel like, yeah, like, you see, like, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and then I feel like, because there are, like, I feel like other moments throughout the show that feel like she's starting, she has feelings, and, like, maybe she's just really detached from them, and that it does seem like after, like, um, you know, they, like, sink or whatever they switch Ava's, that there seems to be a new level of understanding between Shinji and Rei, and then, um, then maybe in this like moment, this scene where the angel's invading her, she does get like like a even new more level of like self awareness or clarity, like of self, or like maybe even like realizing that she has feelings because I don't think she like will think about them, but it seems like she has these moments where she was like oh, is like surprised right by feelings or something. But. Yeah, I think she says like, "Are these tears?" Yeah, I don't think that's her though. I think that's like, I think, I think like after like I've watched it, you know, right. You know, I think it's the angel that's like kind of creating these emotions. I, it just doesn't seem like, like after my, like I watched it today. Right. Like it just doesn't seem like it is her, like the way that that exchange goes. Cause it makes sense for the angels to be lonely. Cause like if we're the conglomerate, like, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's it's it does seem because she's cried before, like you know what y'all are saying. She's she's experienced emotions and she has she's not necessarily lonely, lonely. That or like maybe because she loves Gendo so much. Like why was Gendo the last thing that she was like fiending for before she died? Yeah, maybe because like Gendo, I think too is like her longest relationship. Like, um, you know, this like figure that's like always present and has like right brought her back to life before. Um, this like creator figure maybe and then if there is some um, physical memory in us then maybe she does still feel a connection as UA or whatever. But she also feels that way towards like Shinji like like it's the transition period because then when we have like not to jump the gun like too much when we have third ray third ray is like 3000% about Shinji like you know and so and like so it's like this real because that's how she dies is right you know because the the angel version of her like shows her that she might want shinji and then she rejects it but then like gendo's the last thing and then all the comparisons throughout like when shinji does save her 
from the with the burning his hands on the whatchamacallit the entry plug plug yeah yeah the plug you know and gendo did it so she was like yeah i really like your dad and you're like like you're dumb and i don't like you know she like said <laughs> you know. and then like and then you know he saves her and then all of a sudden she's like oh like you know like and there's more of a weird and then like the the mom towel thing and like they make each other blush in a lot of weird ways like i don't know if it's necessarily romantic but like the draw towards shinji is like severely there and so it just doesn't I mean, it's, so, it's a weird something's wrong there i don't know I do, like I like I hear you saying I I do part of me feels though that like the the feelings aren't all the angels like the angel may like stir those feelings up because even like the other episode where the angels like hitting the the sonic beam or whatever on Oscar and like Oscar starts having these things like they're like like Oscar's insecurities or like Oscar's inner feelings already not necessarily like the angel put them in but the angel maybe just like trigger them or like release them or something. But then I guess it then but then to the second part of your comment, it makes me wonder if like we were like say like if any one of us were to like interact with our parents like at the same age and not know that our parents, would there be some connection that we would mistake for like romantic feelings? Um and then is that is that I guess the question is like, are these feelings so so able to be separated like the love for a mother as far as like the love of a romantic partner like we can see them separately as far as like who receives them but if like that line is to be blurred like is it ever truly possible to parse out um what what is what versus what is what what <laughs> like i was saying like if so, like, let's say all right, in our situation, right, like, Ray is, like, Shinji's age, right? So, like, Ray and, like, Shinji would be um, potential what partners or whatever, right? And then so, and so normally, like, with your mom, you wouldn't be like that. You know, your mom would be clearly defined as your mom. And you would understand those feelings because that would be your mom. And then you would have, like, a crush at school or whatever. But um, if, like, like I said, like, if that was to be blurred and all of a sudden um, we don't know, like, is it possible to be, like, the feeling I have? I would be able to quantify as like uh, a, a parental love versus a romantic love or are those lines may, way more blurry to where like I know this feeling of love but to be able to say it's 100% parental or it's 100% romantic or to say that like who can say that doesn't even merge in the first place right like if you date somebody that's like reminds you of a parent is that not like pulling on that somehow or I'm just wondering if like if if we could separate you know, Shinji and Ray's relationship as being like, oh, it is just mother and son, or it is romantic, or like, but maybe it's both, and maybe that's like what makes it so strong is that it's like all the things. I don't know. No, well, you go for it, Ruben. I just wanted, I think like what Max is saying started to make me realize that Ray is that blurring of the line because it is her mom, and at the same time, no, you know, it's like it is, but it isn't like you know like it's the essence of a mother but it's not her mother but at the same time it kind of is her mother so i feel like i that that could be very much what you are saying about that um i don't know i never thought about like oh like thinking about love in like separate things is more like i just oh this i love this person and i love this other person i don't think I love them differently other than what is different is a relationship that I have with that person for sure. A little contradictory. 
what I said? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I just, just how it came out. I, I know. I know. I know. I, I get what you're saying. It's just kind of funny how it, it was. Uh, I think oxymoron. I think that's the right, like, use of that word. I always forget what oxymoron means. I get it confused with onomatopoeia. But I know that onomatopoeia is like, boom. Anyway. I think an oxymoron is like jumbo shrimp. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. Yeah. Military intelligence. They always use that one as an example. It's a good one. Yeah. I like Wait, jumbo shrimp? Right, because shrimp are small. So it's a jumbo shrimp. It's an oxymoron. Oh, okay. Are you implying that military are not intelligent? Or? Not yeah. me, but I think that's like the joke. Or what's Oh. The <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is funny. Um, yeah, I don't know how I contradicted myself. I'm sorry. Well, the, uh, no, because you were saying that... Uh, that when you love somebody, you love some, like you love, you know, you love this person, you love this person. And then you said, but I guess it depends on the relationship, which like maybe to, it, to me sounds contradictory. I also kind of say like when, you know, I'm always like in a relationship with people, but like, you know, is it a romantic relationship, a sexual relationship, a friendship relationship? Like, you know, what, you know, whatever, a platonic one, whatever, like everything's a relationship. So just kind of maybe, maybe not contradictory. Maybe I'm using the wrong word still. I feel like sometimes I just whip out words and I'm like, yeah. No, it was, it was oxymoronic, Ruben. Let's keep. <laughs> I, I was think, being a moron. Yeah. I think the, the, the mom thing, like, like, cause Ray really plays into like the, like the Freud aspect of like Anno's, like, cause a lot of this has like Freud written all over it, right? And so like, you know, we already have like the Oedipal complex at play, the Oedipus complex where like it's kind of like that because like even like because there's like two there's also like two shinji moms if we like think about it there's the mom inside of like mom like shinji's mom like her soul in unit one and then there's the clone that is ray and so like which one is shinji's mom i think would also be like a good thing to add to your what is like how fluid could this love be it's like well, okay is it really wrong if like shinji has a crush on ray but like, because Ray's not really his mom, she's her genetics, which is what makes it. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with Shinji have a crush on Ray at all. Or like, I mean, Ray, he doesn't even know. <laughs> he does. He does. Well, yeah, and Shinji's already so floaty. Like, but he, I think Shinji does already from the get go to go back to Oedipus, like see Gindo as uh, his competition, right for Ray. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It always kind of makes me uncomfortable, but I don't know. I can't pinpoint why, but whatever. I think maybe because it can't be clear. There's no clarity. It, yeah, like because Ray does is the the blurring of the line. She's so blurry. We love her. But then, yeah. To the, so to to continue to progress, right? So so this bubble veiny, I don't even know mass organic mass um, bulges out, right? This and this like cockroach looking thing shoots out with the legs and the eyes and then it turns into this bubble gum bubble gum gets stuck all over the ava um and then right to, to ruben's point it it bulges out it looks um uh impregnated it goes back in um it gets like it looks like gum just like um in the gears all smashed up and then in this then yeah ray self-destructs but then yeah like to honest point we at the last moment we see light ray or light lilith light somebody with a halo over their head 
what and what is that what why do we see that at the end right before self-destruction is that is that the divine part of ray is that Lilith's soul like being like all right deuces i'll see you in the next body like what is that <laughs> i don't know Let me pull up my notes. Were you going to say something, Alex? Well, I think it, I don't. I don't think it's. I think it's just a, a near impact, and I. I think I really like how Ray is used periodically, like throughout the the like the Neon Genesis series, uh, as like this kind of like comer of like you know like I don't know bringer of death, like Lilith kind of thing, you know. Uh, and so, but I don't know if it's her soul because I've also heard a couple of theories recently that. Uh, that Ray three has like the true Lilith soul and it's like purely just Lilith. It's not like a whatever else Ray could have been or like Dalek robot thing. And that's why like, that's the one that works. I think that, or we've talked about it. I can't remember. I don't know if we've talked about Ray three being pure Lilith. Is that like a Gendo um, intention of being like, Oh, we're almost ready. Let me just put all of Lilith into the next Ray or like, what's the motivation? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, like, it didn't explain it really well. But, like, I think someone just like touches on it. And then like, mm. I like thought about it a little bit more. And it's like, so, cause I don't, where is Lilith's soul then? Like, there's only so many times that you could reap a soul, I, I think. Right. Cause like we, cause like we, like, right. We've established that within Neon Genesis Evangelion, you can separate a body from a soul, but can you separate part of a soul? I mean, that's because that's how Asuka's mom had her shit go down. Right, because part or her soul was gone or just part of her soul was gone, right? Yeah, they took the mom part out of Asuka's mom. Oh, okay. They left her and then she was all fucked up, you know, and then, yeah. But then, but then what is Lilith? And then Lilith is an angel, I think is also something. Well, they're from the same, what, the same makeup. They're like cousins or. Well, like, because they're, they're from, like, the, the, the big, the big beings. The ancest- yeah, the, the ancestral race. So they're, like, so the angels would be, like, Lilith's, like, um, nieces and nephews, right? Yeah, I would, maybe, yeah, that's, like, well, because Adam and Lilith, if we think, I don't want to get that far. They're technically, like, married, like, low-key, right? And then Lilith. Like, within, like, the Bible, yeah. Yeah, but, like, if they're using those words and, like, we're implying, you know, putting those labels on there because then ava is made from adam right eve mm-hmm. which i thought that was i figured that one out just recently and i thought that was cool i like the that. ava is made from adam oh yeah, yeah for project eve yeah, yeah like the idea of that the you know with the rib and shit um, so yeah but forever to be um right so and ava could never take over adam but i mean we've seen like ava one take take part of uh, the angels right and like fuse it into its arm maybe this is something very similar that's what i'm saying i think like they they could still have the same like you know just like how you can have the same like genetic makeup or matters like we're different things but we still have the same parts so they're like um what's the word we talked about last time um cross um synchronized or compatible it's like cross compatibility just like the same tech yeah i remember i don't remember the word but i remember that concept yeah i like that so yeah so so is those are our thoughts on lilith ghost halo 
I don't the halo is like I really like how the halo is just, I just cool. I like how it is I don't know what it is I know it's an, I know that if 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 she didn't boom then uh it would have been the third impact like it was like maybe that's like the what we would have seen had like the other side come out rather than like the impre- like imploding impregnation kind of thing or like it was about to start and then the explosion happened and it didn't keep going yeah because like okay. I was able to do the thing which like yeah uh, yeah because it's if if we're watching it for the first time through and that's the first time you see it it's such a shadow to the it's a foreshadowing of like what is to come kind of thing mm-hmm. so, so does that mean that who who are if so if impact happened then whose choice would it have been to be people or lcl would it have been Ray's choice i i like that i'm gonna say yes to that because i like it i like the the idea of ray having to figure out what it is I don't know. I wonder if like Ray just in, inherently has the ability to cause the third impact because she has like some Lilith soul. Lilith, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like maybe any any Ray contact with an angel. Yeah, cuz like with Lita. The, the point of Shinji doing it is so that humanity can be forever immortalized, right? But like mm-hmm. if Ray did it, which would be totally off course, it would just be Ray God. Like Lilith Ray God. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think the other reason why um, the angel was able to like fully fuse with Eva Cero, it's uh, it's because I think like the only Eva that isn't uh, made out of Adam, it's Unit One. That one's like a direct clone of Lilith. So I think that's another reason why I was able to like fully fuse with it. Um, I am seeing like a, a, a like a keyframe animation of like the I think it's being called the um, Angel Tower, uh, and it's uh, it has all the previous angels in it. So if you look closely, it has like the rhombus. It has like the little cockroach one. It has like the one that fell from like the sky. It has like all of them like in it. Uh, which I thought is very interesting, and it looks actually really cool. And also, it says here that in religion, Armisael is the angel of the womb, um, which I think it's kind of interesting. I'm really into womb shit lately, so I always like, I like, that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's direct translation. It's like mountain of judgment of God. Mountain, mountain. There's two offs, so it weirds me out a bit. Mountain of judgment of God. Judgment mountain of God. Mountain of God or judgment of God. Yeah. But it's so much that it's like a mountain. So judgy. Judge is very, God is very judgy. Yeah, inherently, right. (laughs) <laughs> so um right so zero unit zero self-destructs ray maybe dies or something we don't know right something happens and then um what ray three we find zero's destroyed plug um and then we hear sile talk about only one angel from the dead sea scroll remains are they talking about karu yes they are 
um what is CLA talking about? Um <clears throat> Masato goes into Shinji's room in the apartment. Um both are sad about Ray. Right now we're dealing with the consequences after the battle. Um Shinji's super fucked up, Masato's super fucked up. Um Masato tries to comfort Shinji. Shinji rejects it, and then uh, Masato goes out and Pin Pin won't even give uh, Masato love. Um, and then we kind of touch on this. I don't know if we said it on air last time or um, or we only talked about it off air. But um, what is, what is yeah, we talked about Masato. What is Masato's, um, like, intentions, motivations? Um, does, is she trying to have sex with Shinji? Has she tried to proposition Shinji in the past? Um, is that real? If so, what's the what's going on there? Yeah, let's talk about Masato. I don't want to think she was trying to do that. My my first impression was always that she was just trying to like hold his hand. But I think the more I've watched the scene like over and over again, I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe. I think it might be the first time. I don't think that she's like tried to do it before. I think that she was suspecting that Shinji would try to do more slick shit like as he's like living with Ray, like or not Ray with but like with the two of them and they're like you know ladies who like let it all hang out when they're at home which is fair I get that you know but like maybe she expected him to be more into the idea but also this feels like weird timing for her to even like deploy like sex on Shinji like it just doesn't make much sense so I I really want to hold out hope that like it was a handhold Cause like I don't I don't know why like maybe she is fucked up maybe it's just that but like that's I mean, she's like so sad and devastated at the moment and Kaji's um, yeah yeah and she's like sad and he's sad and Misato's head's like we're both sad and like maybe she thinks like maybe we can comfort each other but um, in the original the original translation uh, says this is just all I can do for you. And the dub says, I want to know that I'm here for you in order to, like, hide that innuendo. And also, I feel like that screenshot that Max added to the document where there is um, the chair that's, like, the back of the chair that makes, like, the shots, like, set up very, uh, very obviously. But then again, I'd never noticed it because I feel like most shots in Ava, like, hide faces and they, like, these kind of like composition and I was like yeah it's just normal but I never noticed that um so yeah I think it's just these two people that are like devastated and also we have to remember that Shinji was like in a bodiless existence for like over a month um and I still there must be some like weird repercussions for that that's like the only thing that I noticed this last time I was like oh my god that kid was like went through this really strange experience uh and i feel like we all know shinji wants misato too right because that's like a lot of what episode 25 and 26 of the original series deals with which is like all these three female characters that um want to be uh like keep asking shinji if they want to be one with them right so yeah it's just he just doesn't know how to deal with liking them right i feel like shinji likes asuka but asuka is like mean to him and also there is a there is a record of 
Shinji and Asuka having sex on episode 15, mm -hmm. which was deleted because they didn't want to, um, you know, they didn't want to show that in a, in a cartoon, I guess. They were like, no. Um, and the only reason why in the next episode the ending happened is because the production like finished seconds before it needed to air. So they brought the episode is like you popped a kid's head off. Like that's fucked up. Um, so yeah, Eva always had like these uh, kind of like uh, troubled productions. But yeah, I feel like he wants her, but he doesn't know. Like I feel like he's just an awkward kid that likes all these three women and doesn't even know what to do. Like he got it on with Asuka and then he's weird about it. Uh, he wanted with Ray, but he always like, I feel like he always had the door open, which with all these three girls, but he's like, oh, no, I can't, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I definitely think like Misato was definitely going there to get some thing, even as fucked up as it sounds. But it's not like I, I don't think Misato is into kids. I just think like she was just, you know. Broken people do broken things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I don't want to believe it, but it's okay. Me yeah. neither, but it's like, hey, man, like half of the Earth's population died like 15 years ago. We're trying to survive. You know, some weird shit happened. Like, just, just, let's just get it on. What's wrong, right? I mean, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to say it is right. <laughs> We, we already got Gendo, like, having sex with the mother-daughter duo. Like, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in this show. Like, I don't, like, this is maybe not, like, I'm not going to say the least of it, but, like, it's, it's, it's on, what is it? On brand. It's very on brand for Neon Genesis, where it's like, yeah, of course. I don't know. I also, but I think with the, with the, the three ladies thing, because, like, we have to include the mom. It's not just the three. It's the, with the fourth, like, goddess figure of, like, Shinji's mom, right? And like him returning, like that's kind of I don't know. And then like he does end with Ray. I don't because he never because I guess there's that one episode too where like they're all like Shinji kid Shinji doesn't get it because like they're like oh we'll take care of we'll take care of Masato for you Shinji so you can save the world. Remember that that episode way back? And he was like I don't know why y'all are like that because it's when Shinji finally figures out that like he really cares for Masato because he's like you know she's a slob right like she drinks beer all the time and like you know, picks her toes or whatever. They're like, yeah, we want to see that because that's how we know that Masato is real. And it's, I don't know. Does he actually have interest in her? Maybe it is a real rejection. That sucks. She got rejected by Shinji. Yeah. <laughs> that must hurt. Yeah, she's probably... Well, she does kiss him later anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, it's like just a foreshadowing like, episode. Yeah, when we'll get there, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, how do you feel, Matt? Um, yeah, I feel so many things. Like it seems like this obvious like male fantasy, right? So it's like, oh yeah, like maybe the the writer, <laughs> author, or whatever creator was like this idea of like having like right like, having all these women that are just like repeatedly trying to like cook up with Shinji and then Shinji, um is like too depressed or too oblivious to like see it. Like I think if Shinji was more like um, functioning without like um, his like depressions or like fixations that um, yeah, he would have like 
<clears throat> made things happen with like Oscar Ray or Misato. Um, and I think it's just like the these open doors. I think who was it? Ruben said open doors or Onyx said open doors. Um, whoever said open doors, like I think, yeah, like I think it's like so, um, like over the top obvious. Um, but then it still feels weird that here's like all these different people that are just like for whatever reason are so drawn to Shinji. Like I can see it, you know, obviously like Ray's maybe um, reasoning behind that or even Masato just because, like, of the world they inhabit. Like, Shinji's, like, the fucking star pilot or whatever. And then, yeah, she's supposed to, like, take care of him, but I think, like, he forever has issues, right, because of his mom. And then I think, like, the maybe the way he feels, like, mixed up about his mom and Ray, I think, like, he feels that way some level with Masato being this, like, older woman and then being very disappointed that she's not at all, like, motherly or, like, you know, that she's a slob or, you know, maybe nothing like his mother or how he thought, like, women would be or like should be or whatever um but yeah so i don't know i mean i think it's still yeah i think it still seems this like weird thing where um it's up to shinji to choose between um all these women and that um it's like you know in sitcoms where it's like an ugly dude always with like a beautiful woman and that's what it feels like with this or like shinji's just like a dweeb and then here's all these like um ava pilots and um officers in like a secret military organization trying to get with Shinji um but yeah yeah I mean so I don't know like I feel like I always think like when when I think about these things I always think about like the author or whatever the creator of the show and if like I because I also think like we talked about this maybe like each pilot is a different like form of like sadness or whatever but I think like maybe each of these like Ray, Asuka, Nisato are maybe like different aspects of whoever um the creator was like upset upset about or like um depressed on or something um but it, yeah it seems like maybe there there's some like sort of like therapy going on by trying to um not engage with these like people that are trying to like um be available or whatever but i yeah, i agree too that they're like all broken um because i feel like if kaji was alive misato would be over there like right then you know hanging out with kaji instead of trying to like comfort um shinji um but too i also feel like yeah him being 14 is like negated by like the world they live in right again he's like the ace ava pilot they're like in a small handful group of people that even know even experiencing any of the shit they experience um it just makes me think of like a like a child actors on like tv shows they always seem like they're having sex with people that are a lot older than them <laughs> like the world the world they live in or whatever Oh, yeah, you reminded me of this fucked up movie called Maps to the Stars. Yeah. Oh, um, well, it's funny because you said, I feel like we brought this thing of like, Ichiji was different. Uh, like, I feel like all of the series would be different. And I know there, I posted this in the chat and it says there's a very, like a short animated short called um, Michael Bay's Evangelion. <laughs> and it's basically... Uh, it starts the same, and it has Shinji being told, like, you need to pilot this thing. And he's like, you want me to get in that in that thing and do it? And they're like, yeah, fuck yeah! And then he becomes, like, this kind of, like, superstar, and, you know, it's, like, completely different. And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. And he just, like, bones all the angels, and it's, like, it's really funny. So I think, like, 
yes, a Michael Bay Shinji would definitely get it on with all three of them, and the show would be completely different. <laughs> and I think this also comes goes back to what um, uh, Nicole said, right? That uh, like everything is around this kid. Like he's like he's the most important part of everything, but at the same time, he's like the most useless. Mm-hmm. Like that's been like spinning on my head ever since. It's like this world just made for this stupid kid. Yep. Then so we we continue right. So there's the Shinji uh, Masato. Masato um, doesn't get any affection even from Pin Pin. And then, um, what's up? Making a new Ray, a Ray incarnation. Is Ray still alive? Shinji visits Ray in the hospital. Um, she doesn't remember, um, but she says she's the third one. And then, um, you know, we get to her, go to her apartment. She looks at the stuff of Ray two, cries but doesn't understand. Does that mean she remembers? I think we kind of talked about what physically carries over between the rays. Um, then I feel like this name's been mentioned before. I don't know if there's like any significance, but, uh, this chairman Keel, um, I think they like, they mentioned his name before. And as far as like the one member of CLA that like, I feel like whose name we heard, we hear. And then, yeah, we see, uh, Rasuko in front of CLA, um, nude, you know, why? Uh, and then it's supposed to be right. They wanted the Ava pilot for unit zero. But then Gendo sends uh, Rusuko instead, mm-hmm. and then um, this is also the start of like her, I think, um, losing faith or um, loyalty to Gendo, right? Because then she's like in prison, or she's like in some room after this, right? Where she's like hanging out in a room. They do um, her so dirty. What do you say? Dirty. Wait, what do you say? They do Ritzko dirty. Oh yeah. Like real bad, and like that's a very traumatizing act to be in front naked in front of a bunch of old men like that. I don't like that. That's- yeah, so I still don't understand what the what was the reasoning for her being naked in front of um everybody. Um, and then uh yeah, Kaji sent Masato a capsule with info. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, then CLA plans to destroy Tokyo Three with twelve new Avas. Um. Oh, yeah, then the next scene is, like, in that room. Um, Misato holds a gun to Ritsuko um, to find the real answers. Shinji's there. They're at Nerve. Um, they see Ray's home where she's born. Then we get this shot of the failed Ava graveyard. So we see this, like, room where there's just Ava body parts that look like fish bones and stuff. Um, talk about when Shinji's mom disappeared. And then finally, you see all the Ray bodies the dummy plugs, the spare parts. Um, then, yeah, Av- Ava, human from Adam, uh, souls embedded in Ava is Ray in Ava with a soul, right? I think they talk about this. Um, I think they talk about it more in the next episode too, but like, is Ray, like this idea that Ray was successful, right? That the Ava is the body without a soul, but Ray and Karu are actually the souls within the body or something um mm-hmm. then Rasuko destroys all the rays um akagi is uh, jealous of ray in relation to gendo just like her mother competition against um and then it seems like this you know falling in your mom's footsteps of her mom um feeling competition 
for Gendo from UA and then Ray and then her doing the same thing, feeling competition from UA and then Ray. Um, the tragedy of the Kagis. Um, then the tragedy of those obsessed with Ava's, right? Because that's become the obsession. And then, um, yeah, then again, this idea of bodies and souls. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the bodies and the soul. And then, yeah, what's up with Rusuko in front of Sile? Um, I think Commander Kill is the one that has like a weird visor. Um, and from like from the images and like his character design, when instrumentality starts in the end, there is a when his body becomes undone, we see like all these uh kind of like Sarkborg implants. He was like, I always feel like he's been alive for so long like i feel like he's been living for so long and he's been keeping himself alive in order to get here because um i feel like he doesn't have eyes anymore uh he's like more of a robot than a human by now but he still holds his soul so it's like i don't know like for me like that character is always like super interesting but for me it's just like all these speculations of uh this this per I would try to see things from the perspective of Commander Kill and be like, well, this guy's like been living for so long. That's just me assuming he's been living for so long because he has all these cyborg implants and he's probably like fucked on rich, you know. He's he's like the Illuminati, right? I feel like CLA is like the Illuminati of that world. Um and then because like there's that previous episode where Kaji like gives us like the breakdown and he's like, Oh yeah, behind the scenes CLA in this um Keel are like you know that's like the one person I feel like whose name we ever heal here yeah and and I feel like this guy like imagine if this guy has like has like the game right he has like the perspective like the broader perspective of everything that is going on and then this person that's been living for so long and journeying to leave his body right to like his soul and no longer having to be in need of the body right and we talked you talk you wanted to talk about like bodies and souls and i feel like maybe this old soul is like tired of being bound to a body that a soul cannot exist like cannot be i don't know if it can exist but maybe it cannot be like uh, aware without like a body right or maybe it can since chinji just went through that but i just thought about like this I, his his body feels more like a prison than anything else, right? Like it can't let go and it keeps holding on to life. Um, that's like my speculations of Commander Kill um, because I think it also like he brings out like a lot of like cyberpunk kind of themes to it, you know, like post-human stuff. Um, but yeah, like uh, Seal is like a fishy organization. I, I agree. I think he's an old man, a really, really old guy. I like his cyborg implants. But also, how did he not see Gendo coming then? If he had like all this wisdom and age, well, assuming wisdom with age. That's what I always wonder. I yeah, like same. That. <laughs> this like if he had this whole scenario planned out, and let's say he's been orchestrating the whole damn thing forever because he's got the cyborg stuff right. You know is. 
one one dude, one really romantic, passionate dude just throws a wrench in it. It's like my kid's gonna do it instead. You know, right? Yeah. No, yeah, I hear that. Is is it possible? I mean, I guess anything is possible. But had y'all thought that um, Chairman Keel um, Keel could potentially be his first name and his last name is Akari. No, I had not thought of that. Because right, they've talked about that. You know, UA is from like a rich, powerful family, and then that odds are, you know, she could actually be related to somebody in a high position of Seal, CLA. Um, right, that was already kind of like established. Um, and then if he's the one named member, right? If like if if they're if her dad or granddad or somebody is one of those people right or we never they never say anything that like elusive i mean like that points more directly to that but it's not right impossible surely no his name is keel lawrence oh well there goes that idea (laughs) but i don't know it's like Do you freeze, Ruben? Am I frozen? No. It's usually me. Yeah, it's usually you. (laughs) It's like, hey, I'm back. So for me, it's this thing of uh, like, damn it, I lost it. It went away. It slipped. Oh, like I feel like it's such a a thing in in a lot of narratives where you have like this gigantic uh, plan or organization and then like just one guy can like fuck it up right it's like we've seen like i feel like the guy from die hard right that's it it's just one guy fucks up this whole uh hostage situation in a building and then in like half-life we have like this one scientist that is able to survive and just fucks up like a whole invasion from like an alien covenant uh yeah but i feel like it's different it's one thing for one guy to fuck it up but for I think the question is like, how is one guy fucking it up, and then the people in charge not noticing it until the very last minute? We're like, oh, he got us. Right. I don't know. Maybe they were just getting what they needed from him. Like, I don't think maybe they underestimated the guy. Because, like we said, like it didn't seem like their suspicions started going off until like you know only the later episodes i mean they were like, always on his ass like always on his ass like even in like the first episode once the ava one goes berserk is like mm-hmm. they're like um why are you giving the robot to your kid that's like what's this why is this happening right but yeah. like i i feel like sale doesn't care about like they don't care about what nerf is doing i feel like they don't give a fuck whatever they're doing because they're doing like their own shit in whatever um, other branch of nerve. So it's like, okay, so nerve is like, it's like the one that's stopping the angels from doing the shit that we want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're doing it. They're stopping every time they stop the angels. Like, okay, fine. They did the thing that they needed to do, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, how couldn't they see it? I don't know. Maybe they underestimated him. Maybe they, they were so close to it that they were just like rushing there. And even Gendo sets it at one moment. I think he says this, he said it. 
he is this beautiful phrase and he says it to Fuyutsuki. I don't remember where when he says it, but he says, Fuyutsuki says like, uh, Sele is going to be like really mad. And then uh, Gendo answers, like we can't turn the, we can't turn the hands of the clock, right? We can't turn them back, but we can uh, accelerate them to where we have control, right? So like they are pushing faster and faster. And like, that's exactly what happens when the Ava one eats the other angel. These guys are like the same thing they are trying to do. This guy is doing it like by other ways. And I feel like that's when they realize like, oh my God, this guy's like trying to do exactly the same thing that we're trying to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're dumb. Maybe they didn't notice. If not, the movie doesn't happen. So what's up? What's up with uh, Gendo sending uh, Rusuko to Sile? And why does uh, Sile have to talk to her naked? I don't know. I always thought it was like some weird because normally they send like uh, a Ray. Suzuki. No, they normally send Ray. <clears throat> I thought they've never sent Ray. I thought they've always been curious. Like I thought Ray was like Gendo's always hiding Ray, and they're like, we never get to see this the pilot of Unit Zero or whatever. No, they. I think the the line is that she. Well, she says like, "Oh, now I'm Ray's replacement," and she says it during that scene. But then I don't know if it's implying that she is like literally Ray's replacement or if she's like become that for Gendo because of because Ray lost like she's being punished in that sense. Right. I, I, I thought for that specific scenario, it was like Ray's replacement as in because I thought they wanted to be like, we think that pilot died. We think you're up to something, Gendo. Like, let us have a meeting with the pilot. And then they're like, the pilot's fine, but here's we somebody else has to come and step something but she has to be new which like i just think that's i just think they like like ran a train on her or something some nasty shit happened there well i mean okay because i didn't want to say it like well i guess it is the same i feel like this episode is like loaded uh sexually like like just like a lot of like just because even like from the from the well okay where does this one actually start now i feel like this episode has a lot in it that I didn't realize was in it. With the angel attacking, we have like the veins and there's like the booby shot, you know, where like, you know, you see the veins going over Ray's like boob and then she's blushing. And then like a lot of, and there's some people who are interested in like weird pregnancy inflation stuff. So like we see the, and obviously what's happening to the, to the, whatchamacallit, the, 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 uh, the Ava is happening to Ray, which means that she got weird pregnant maybe, right? And like, but like, we didn't see it, but like, I wonder if that's like something they're alluding to. And then like, we have the weird, like not sex scene with Misato. And like, now there's like this nudity. I don't know. I want to like, it feels like I should just chalk it all up to like fan service and like them kind of being pervy McPurpervs. But like, also, (laughs) is there a really good, like, what is a good reason to have like, to have her naked, Ritsuko naked? I always want to call her Asato because it's Akagi and then... Misato, so I don't want to say Asato, but it's not. It's Ritsuko Akagi. Yeah. It pisses me off, though. It seems like it's such a, a, a violence towards the body and, like, to her body. And, like, I have zero qualms that, like, she went off the deep end after that and was like, fuck you, Gendo. Like, fuck this. Fuck all that. I just, like, like, she basically got, what is it? It's not sexual harassment, but sexual violence and of a sort, you know, that, like, happened to her. Of course she's gonna, like, 
shred up a couple ray bodies if she knows that it's disposable because she probably feels disposable right i think yeah that's another thing is uh people being disposable people being replaceable that's what you know akagi's mom even alluded that she's replaceable that they're all replaceable she was replaced by her child and why like why gendo gendo like i want to like it's like i want to like him sometimes like he gets there maybe this is why yui liked him you know she saw this other this one side and then there's the ugly side of gendo where he's just like having sex with family trees and making weird ray dolls it's brood sorry i'm cutting a lot what do you think happened max i don't know that's what i was like curious about that's why i made a note about it because it's like it seemed weird right because anytime anybody else has had a meeting with Sile, they they're not naked they don't uh make fuyusuke naked gendo doesn't get naked so it's like yeah what is this like again i can't tell if it's like an in-world thing or if it's like just like the you know objectification of women of misogyny from like the people that make the show or if it's like some in-world logic i guess was my question but again it's still like obviously i mean i feel like all those things can be can be true, right? That's yeah. Kind of logic. Yeah, but I guess like and I, misogyny for me, the, I was like creators. Well, yeah, because I can, but I guess I didn't see if there was in world logic, like what that would be, or like what um what happens here, right? Because I do think that yeah, like she she's replaced or she becomes like a a stand-in for Ray, but like in what sense? It seems like she was interrogated. Does like does that mean like you know to truly be interrogated, you have to be nude, right? To be able to like this humiliation or this like um exposure um but yeah i mean to be interviewed nude is usually like a way to like make sure that you're coming in unarmed but at the same time i think they're she's talking to the bar versions of them so like they're all audio anyway not presently there so it's not like she's like a risk or anything it just it seems like some power thing but i can't tell if it's like humiliation if it's punishment if it's like some other yeah, ritual act um, occurred or what? Yeah, it's. It was just yeah, like um, to have Rasuko naked and to not have reasoning behind it. From uh, what I'm reading is that uh, that Rasuko uh, is like was like it's heavily implied that she was uh, like sexually abused. This comes from in that scene. The, yeah, from the this comes from the word that they use in Japanese, which um, usually presents as degradation or degraded, and can effectively mean rape. Like it's it's like uh, an approximation of the word that they use. And I feel like I feel like after that, Ritsuko has like he she starts to feel like. She doesn't care what happens to her body anymore, right? She feels like really disconnected from her body, which I sometimes I've read that that is a very much a reaction of like sexual abuse, um, kind of like a carelessness to what happens to you. They did her dirty. Yeah, of course. It's like not the, the fucking Gendo did. I I think it's the romantic. <laughs> I know, right? I was thinking about it today while I was like sweeping up the floors at my job. I was like, you know, is he really romantic or is he like, like, who is this guy? Like, it's just, he's so weird. He is so weird. I don't know. 
it hurt. I, it took me this long to realize like how much they really hurt Ritsuko and like, I don't know. It hurts my heart. It hurts a little heart. My like a lot right now. Like she didn't deserve that. She's a smart, independent young woman. You know, she did what she needed to do. She fucking controlled like a bunch of big robots and this is how they treat her. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say some fucked up shit, but I stopped, but then I decided to rephrase it where, yeah, like she's a badass and all these things. And I don't want to say like, just because she did the things that I'm about to say, she deserved it. But I mean, like everyone here in this show is like more morally ambiguous and like in morally gray areas. And I feel like, uh, this is more implied in the rebuild series than in this one, but I assume that it's also happens here. Like, like for example, everything that Gendo knows, she's known. Like, she's been like, it's Fuyutsuki, Gendo, and Akagi. Those are the ones that know the whole game. And then, like, as all the fucked up things that we've seen, like, she's also played a hand in all of them, like every single one of them. And like I said, I'm not trying to say she deserved it, but like all these characters are um, doing all these fucked up shit. And it sounds like that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm not trying to say like, yeah, she deserved it. I'm just saying like, she's also like participant in like all the things that happen in the show. Like she is like one of the main players like alongside Gendo and Fuyutsuki. It feels victim blaming. It feels it feels like you are. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not trying to say because I. It brought it rem, and reminded me of that implication that is more obvious in the rebuild. Like, there's some things that she does in this show that are also in the rebuilds where it's heavily implied that she knows she's doing fucked up shit. And I just like, oh my god, yeah, I just remember that. Um, but yeah, no, it's still, it's fucked up. She doesn't deserve it. But, um, you know, they all do fucked up shit. I think, I think, yeah. And I think it's a little bit of misogyny and part of Hideaki Anno maybe as a creator. Maybe it's a product of the time kind of thing too. Because like as much as, right, I hear what you're saying. But then like, so why out of the three, you know, is she the only one that like has the most fuck shit happen to her? Like, because Fuyutsuki, like what? He gets, he, he becomes like basically somebody's dog. You know, and that's, like, not chill, but, like, he still gets a cushy pretty much position, right? And then, like, Gendo obviously gets, like, I guess, freaking everything except for a broken heart. You know, like, that's his one, like, qualm, you know? He's like, oh, I'm not with my wife. Like, <laughs> and then, but, you know, but, like, you know, she has a cat. Like, you know, again, smart person, had a good relationship, like, mostly good relationship with her mother, you know, even though her mother wasn't perfect. And she had to be the one that, like, was offered up as, like, the sacrificial whatever. You know, and so like, yeah, it just Hideaki Anno could have done better for Ritsuko, and like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. That's that's where like I hear what I I hear and I can agree with what you're saying, Ruben. But like, fucked up shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. Maybe I'll write Hideaki Anno and be like, you should have done better. <laughs> uh, it's just like I feel like this this part of the show is when we're just like. It's just like, okay, let's just put everyone through fucked up shit, right? Except like Gendo and like Fuyutsuki. I don't see them ever suffering. They never but... suffer. They miss no, out. No, they don't. Yui. That's it. They both have the hots for Yui and then she left and they're like, oh, 
I guess we have to take the whole fucking world with us. Shit. Damn. It's okay. I'm fine. It's yeah. like Troy, right? It is. It's like, it's oh, like they took... Troy. You know, it's like, oh, they took they the the they took Elena, right? And then they're like, yeah, let's fucking kill them, and then they fight. Mm-hmm. It's because one guy was like, I want her, and then stole her. Well, there's multiple stories. Some say, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I think it was a bad example that no, I. No, because it's a good example, some, but I'm very ignorant story, on it. They give uh, Helen the agency, and she ran away versus being stolen. Oh, okay. Episode uh, 24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last cometh. Kaoru Nagisa, the fifth child, comes to nerve to pilot Unit 2 in Asuka's place. He's friendly to Shinji, but he's shrouded in mystery. And goo. <laughs> um, so, so this episode opens, right? We get a... Uh, flashback of Asuka as a child running and shouting to her mother about being a pilot. Um, future praise and not needing one anyone, right? And um, then she sees her mother hanging and this is like Asuka's like trope, right? Of like um, pushing everybody away of not needing anyone, of vocalizing that regularly. <clears throat> and then it's present day. Um, Shinji tells uh, Asuka that Kaji's gone. Because um, Asuka's still like, where the fuck Kaji at, right? Like, no, she doesn't know, right? Um, then um, Asuka's, in, Asuka's in ruins in a bathtub, um, super bummed out. Um, I think she, it finally dawns on her that Kaji's gone, um, really gone. And then, uh, yeah, she like, she dips out, right? She like leaves. She's like in an abandoned house, right? Like in a yeah, bathtub. In a bathtub. For like a couple days or something. A week. So uh, Nerve um, eventually finds her. Um, they find Asuka, and but also at the same time, a replacement pilot is coming, the fifth child. So out of nowhere, here's this fifth child, right? Um, allegedly, supposedly, the Marduk Institute, right, found another child. Um, Shinji is starting to connect the dots, right, about Rei and his mom. Um, and then we get a scene of uh, Rizuko crying and yelling at Gendo. Um, and then we see uh, Shinji looking at Unitu thinking about Asuka, wondering about what Ray, what should he do? And then Shinji sees a new kid, meets the fifth child, Kwaru, right? Fireworks, sparks, um, some type of magic lightning. Um, then, yeah, then uh, this idea of music, uh, right? Lilith, the Lilin, right? So Kwaru off the bat, seems to know way too much shit, right? The way he talks, the way he talks to Ray, the link, the terms he uses, how he calls humans Lillin, um, these all seem like red flags right at the bat, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> are we? Is nobody catching this? Um, he's, he's way too cool for a fourteen-year-old. He's just way too um, comfortable with himself. He can't be fourteen. He must be like um, when Matthew Perry became uh, Zach uh, Efron in seventeen. <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> too fucking cool for school. Um, <laughs> and so then, then, you know, people start noticing weird shit. Karu's birthday is on second impact. Um, right. I think Masato notices that, uh, it's Karu. Oh, sorry. It's just, I think that's the funniest shit that they're like, yeah, like, I think it's like the one, like, uh, like Easter egg that like 
seal or whatever could ever give to anybody ever. Like, let's say, like, Misato never, ever figures any of this shit out and Kaji never knows. So they're just like, we'll make his... <laughs> Like, you know, like, someone <laughs> did that, like, within this world, it's like, you know what we'll do? It'll be so funny. We'll make Kaoru's birthday, because that's the day, you know, like, God, it's so, I judge them really hard for doing that. It's the one clue, it's the one, like, the, what is it, one string you could pull. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's good. And then, um, yeah, Kaoru's and Ava, too, right, maybe, if uh, the theories line up. And then Kaoru just has amazing sync rate, right? He just syncs up amazingly with Unit 2. Um, so he's just like, again, he's an ace. He's sweet, he's kind, he's sociable. Um, and then Kaoru meets Ray. Um, he says he's the same as her. I think he starts freaking Ray out instantly. Just, But he's like, he's like Ray, but cool, right? He, like, he has it all together. Um, he calls humans the Lilin. He's amused by their forms. Like all these things, like... What you you don't sound like you're a human saying this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Karu talks to Shinji. Shinji's all nervous. Um, they go to the shower together. Uh, he asks if he's afraid of intimacy. Um, grabs hand. Right. There's a shot away. The light goes out. Um, Karu talks. Um, so non-human. Right. So this is like them. Right. Where they're sitting in the bathtub. Right. Where we just see their backs. Right? Yeah. Um, cute thing, no? Like he reacted in disgust for Misato, but he's like, "Hi!" Like he didn't like, ah, you know, he didn't uh, act reacted like that when Kaworu touched his hand in the same way. But you think it's kind of cute, and I think this is when we all come to a realization: like, oh, it changes gay, but he doesn't want to accept it. You know? I love it. There's a, there's also a. There is tea about the Netflix version and this one. I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but he says uh, he like. I like you. Well, the, in in the original version, Kaoru says I like you. It means I like you. You know, like the suki des I think kind of thing. You know, like the good shit. Uh, but then in the Netflix version, it says like I bestow my grace upon you or something like that. Or like, or it's, it's some like weird phrase that like just doesn't mean the same thing, and it like completely takes out like the beautiful gayness that this like scene holds, and it's really sad. But I think it's canon that Shinji is just a little bit. He's he's into Kaoru. He's into him, and it's cute as hell. Anyway. Yeah, so they're hanging out right in the bathtub for a while. Um, Kaoru is definitely very cool. Shinji's very nervous. Um, but it seems obvious that, yeah, like, um, Shinji's made, he's feeling nervous by Karu, but Karu's, like, just, like, a cool guy about it, right? Um, and then Sile meets, uh, to talk about taking control of Ava back from Gendo. Um, we see Gendo talking to Unit 1. We see, uh, the Adam part, the Adam part on Gendo's hand. Um, he calls it UA. Um, Ray wonders about Karu. Um, Masato says bye to Pin Pin. Um, <laughs> that one hurt. Now that I know what happens afterwards, like shit. Um, Karu and Shinji, they have pillow talk. Um, they talk about uh, the past, they talk about his dad issues. Um, Karu's so com- confident, so romantic. Um, we see Karu talking to Sile. Um, we hear talk about Adam from the White Moon, the Angels, Lilith from the Black Moon, Lilin are humans. 
the soul of Adam and Karu, um, the body of Adam and Gindo attached to Gindo's hand. Um, Masato spies on Karu, tries to find out more, right? Like, you know, she's like staring at Karu from far away, but he like sees her. Um, ask Rusuko about Karu. Um, and then we see Karu activate Unit 2 without being inside of it. Then all of a sudden, the Magi's reading change. And Karu goes from fifth, fifth child, child to 17th angel. Angel attack. 17th angel's here, and it's fucking Karu. Um, and of course, any good thing that happens to Shinji is um, instantly taken away. <laughs> um, the angel name of Kaoru is Tabris. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so Shinji finds out Kaoru is an angel, so upset, but eventually he's down. Because he, not only, like, you know, when Koji, he just didn't want to attack him, but he feels betrayed by Kaoru. So he feels angry, feels super betrayed. So after he, like, comes to terms with it, He's ready to fuck shit up because he just fucking is hurt, right? Karu's like the one sweet guy. And then all of a sudden he was playing him from the beginning. We've all been there, right? We know how that goes. Um, getting played from the beginning, right? Um, unit. <laughs> no, I'm just talking to myself. Unit one uh, fights Karu. <laughs> unit one fights Karu. Um, unit two, uh, Karu can control unit two because um, they're both Adam and unit two has no soul, right? So any. Any body of Adam without a soul can be controlled by the soul of Adam. Um, I mean, so it's not doesn't have one. It's just like hidden deep in the Eva. That's what he says. I think it's like he says like the soul of these Eva is like it's been scared away, like hidden deeply. It's kind of like uh, kind of like when you repress. It's like a repressed soul. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm swallowing. Um, At fields. It talks about AT Fields as light of the heart, a secret realm. This isn't the first time that we've heard about AT Fields being their own little pocket universe, right? Um, so Karu makes all the way down, discovers Adam, right? For a second, he thinks it's Adam. Then he's like, oh, wait, th- you're not Adam. It's Lilith. And I think that's the first time any of us, the viewer, is told that that's not Adam, right? That is mm-hmm. um, Ray looks on as Unit 1 grabs Karu. Um, Cut to black. Then we see Karo's head fall with the LCL. Um, Shinji and Masato. Shinji's really sad about Karu. Oh, also when Rei starts staring at Karu, she says, because uh, I think they said that there was another like entity that entered the central dogma. And like, and then we see that it's Rei. And so, yeah, like, and like this badass shot of Jerry just like looking down. She's like, I'm God. <laughs> that must be the wildest realization that you're God. Uh, yeah, it's I, I, it's like that they realized too. I don't know what did did Ray get awoken then? Is that like kind of what Kaoru did? Is that he woke Lilith and Ray? Because like she didn't really have those vibes before, and like even when she went in there to get the Spear of Longinus, like there wasn't like. You know, it wasn't all like that on the screen. You have, dude, have you seen the screen too? It's like the box in the circle bouncing around and like somehow it means something. I think that's great. <laughs> I want computer screen like that. No, I definitely, I definitely think that, yeah, he was, he was like poking at something that had been like lying dormant in her or like, you know, like 
talking to her, talking, talking crazy to her in the way that nobody had talked crazy to her before that like woke up something. Yeah. Um, you know, talk like pop smoke or something. No, all right. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. I'll say things. What do y'all think? What do y'all think of this episode? I think this is, uh, I feel like uh, when it comes to pacing, I feel like the show starts to like eat up time like faster and faster. And I think this one is the one that does it the most, I think, specifically with Ray, like that shift in Ray from like not doing much to like being right in the middle between these two fucking robots and just like standing there knowing that like she knew she was there and she's just standing there and being like, yep, like you're not, this, you're not going to find Adam down here. You're going to get like totally disappointed. It becomes uh, like the Ray show. Like I think she's realizing that, um, but she's, she's the main in character. Charge. Yeah, that <laughs> not fucking changing. Like not the main character. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember like uh, I remember when I first saw this, and uh, for me, the that scene when I mean it has to be like the song, right? It's like this Beethoven song that is playing. I think it's like the ninth. Uh, and I don't know which one is it. If one of you knows which one it is, tell me. But there's like this beautiful song playing as Shinji is like fighting Eva Unit 2 and they're going down like Terminal Dogma or Central Dogma where Adam is and um, I don't even know if Misato plays a big role here. I think, I think the music that is playing, like quote me if I'm wrong, but the music that we hear is not it's the second time we've heard that music because that's the same music that plays when Asuka's hit by the um the it's sonic the hallelujah. It's no the hallelujah. hallelujah is from Asuka. this is another one it, this one's the ode to joy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah again because he likes beethoven he's like all about it like the lilin they make the good music i like it <laughs> <laughs> they make the good music um I love that scene where it just like holds it and I feel like it just holds for so long. You're like, what are you going to do, right? It's like, you like the kid, he's your friend. And then again, once again, he is like pushed into like killing someone that betrayed him or something. I don't know. But for me, it was like, after that ended, it's like, so there's one more angel. What's going to happen next? For me, it's like, I feel like this episode just puts all the pieces where they need to be for the ending, right? And I think that's why it feels like so fast and like almost like they wanted to get be done with it. But it's like so beautifully done. I just love the music of it. I love like how they're falling. Shinji's like pissed. I feel like I like when Shinji takes agency for sure. It's like cool to see him feel like, yeah, he's like so pissed. Mm-hmm. Um and like it's like full of goodbyes and like i don't know it's just like really it's a heartbreaking episode for me because um and also like it's like when you start realizing for me it was like the first moment i realized like oh my god like lilith lit lilith, lilith a seal is like uh they're like the bad guys right they're like the bad guys i never thought they were the bad guys they were just like the bosses right and it was for me like the realization like they send an angel to nerve like what the fuck 
Um, but at the then, same time, right, that's like even in the Dead Sea Scrolls, it's not like so I always wonder about like how much choice is that if like if it's all spelled out in the Dead Sea Scrolls, like that there are eighteen angels or there's seventeen angels or how many of that they know that they're gonna come, right? So it's like they know like Karu was like somehow like I don't know like how much is foretold, but like to some level this was like planned, right? They know that this is just like doing the moves to get to the point, right? Yeah. And um and it's funny because then when I watched for the first time the end um that's when i realized the nerve were the bad guys <laughs> um maybe which, maybe this show just like everything else has taught us that it's not so simple no of course this show is like complicated guys. as fuck and like gray and like not easy to take sides and you don't i don't want to be any character in this show you know it's not something it's not like i want to be goku or i want to be vegeta you know it's like I kind of don't want to be anywhere near this. You're like, oh, thank God fucking impact's not happening in my life. Yeah. But maybe and... it is. <laughs> Your face is just like... <laughs> but uh, that's, what I take from it is that um, I feel for, I, for me was like the revelation of an angel in a human form, which was like... <laughs> the the most the biggest mind fuck because we've been they've, they've been battling all these different forms and then the last one to come in your own form and then you open the door for it and you welcome it in and then like betrayal right it's like mm-hmm. betrayal and in, in the same form right it's like you're fighting you've been fighting this thing that is like obviously like like a kaiju right like a monster and then you've been fighting Godzilla's and then all of a sudden like a kaiju comes in the form of a human and you're like, what the fuck? Right. I think that's for me, like the biggest, uh, the, the biggest surprise. And like, to this day, I'm still like wondering about that, you know, like these monsters in human form, which it's quite normal, right? Like serial killers are that. Right. Cause I think too, it makes me think a little bit about like Satan, like how they said, like, you know, God thought Lucifer beautiful up to an hour before he fell or um, the idea yeah, that it's like that and the ugly thing isn't necessarily the most dangerous thing. It's often the thing that is like the most appealing um, is a thing. Is this but then also too, like, I think I, I think about like another like Satan parallel because um, they also say that like Satan or like Lucifer was the like the angel of music, right? Like the reason that like we have music is because of like Satan taught it to humans. Or and that's not why also like music is such a potential for um you know, hell and stuff. Wait, music is a potential for hell? Right, like musicians like, you know, are like closer into some dark side or like the amount of musicians that have like sold their souls to the devil or how like people are like scared of music because it like you know, it unlocks some deep truth in your soul, right? Which is like, if we subscribe to the idea of God that we accepted in the show that God doesn't want us to know the truth and that Satan's the truth. Yeah, that reminded me, yeah it reminded me of that movie, The Piano. Mm-hmm. Or you remember uh, Red Violet? I haven't seen that one. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I, I get that a lot from that no, one. No, it's fine. I've given up on movies in you 
Um, yeah, so I guess those are our feelings yeah. about episode 23 and 24. Um, more to come, more angel action. Um, there might be another angel attack. On the next episode of You Ain't Got to Lie, Craig, we'll discuss, I don't know, I guess we should say, like, how do y'all want to, so we still have two episodes left. The end, and then the end, the end, the end. Um, do we talk about the last two episodes and the end, or do we just talk about the end and then we talk about the two episodes the end. later? Let's well, that's not helping me. You saying one thing <laughs> over and over again does not help me. <laughs> Both. I like. I think because the the last two episodes are 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 like what happens internally, and the end is what happens externally. I think we should talk about the end first, and then we can weave in the the last two episodes because they go so hand in hand. Also, I'm just ex- I love the the end of you. It's like my favorite movie right now. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I agree with Onyx in this take. I feel like we could do the end all the way until the end of instrumentality or like um because there's a very specific point where those two episodes happen there's like a time code for where it happened like you stop here pause it then watch the two episodes and then come back and finish the movie but it's like once you do that it's like the movie has like eight minutes to end so it's like a giant clusterfuck to the pacing of the movie right you just like you just like change gears mid-movie and then like go watch like 40 minutes of these like introspective episodes and then return. But it's so sad because it's like, congratulations, Shinji, you can try and you're like, oh, he's happy. And then, then you return and then he's like emerging from like the ocean and it's like, everyone's dead. And you're like, oh my God, I feel like you said you wanted a body way too late, Shinji. You took too long to say that you wanted to. It's like, um, Shinji. Shinji's fucking uh, Sandra Bullock and Gravity. Yeah, like at the end of Gravity. Mm-hmm. Just repeating the human cycle, crawling. Yeah, out of, of the like ocean. crawling out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I feel like what's yeah. that one? Uh, I always think about this, like Bright Eyes. That Bright Eyes song. They crawl from the oceans to paint in the caves. I'm working all weekend. I need to get paid. That's, That's cute. Accurate. Yeah. So there you go. And they said we would never quote bright eyes on this show. Who said that? <laughs> I'm trying to find the camera specifically there. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, great episode, y'all. Um, we'll meet again for the end, episode 24, 25. And then... Um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about maybe the rebuilds or whatever. <laughs> We're getting near the end of it, so good. Yeah. Good riddance. <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all. Um, great. Thank you. I appreciate y'all's um, energy, enthusiasm, and um, Ava expertise and knowledge and um, skill sets. So I'm going to stop recording because I'm just going to start rambling. Man, I love talking about Ava.
まで知らない痛いけない人の